Three unqualified morons and microphones. This is the previously recorded podcast. All right, welcome to Previously Recorded. I am your host, RP, as always. And this episode of Previously Recorded is brought to you by Totally Tees. If you need a shirt and you don't have one, call Totally Tees. They'll get, get, it it. get it done. Oh, man. If you need a previously recorded shirt, uh, that is the main source to go to for it. Uh, hit up Jack at Totally Tees. Uh, as you can hear, as always, I am joined by uh, Bob. Bob, what's up, my dude? Not much, man. Just another another day in quarantine. To also do this episode with us is returning number one guest slash revolving third seat, uh, Marvel. Marvel, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, what's up? Glad to be here. Yeah, any, what's new with you? Congratulations for our listeners out there. Recently brought a child into this world. Congratulations from all the recordiacs out there, Bob and us. Um, Congrats, man. How's it, how's it feel you. to be a, a daddy? It's easy. It's the same shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never heard anybody say as, that. As for, I've heard it the first few weeks that are easy. I've heard the first few weeks are insane. I've heard everything. Yeah, I mean, everyone's warned me to a different thing every day. They're like, save up sleep as if I can, like, yeah. afford it and then use it. Cash it in. Yeah. You have your rollover minutes. Yeah. yeah. Playing any good games lately? Uh, Fall Guys. It's uh like this what? month's free PlayStation game, so it's so it's PlayStation. I've been trying to figure out where I can play this, but I have Xbox. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's for anything else. I know it's on PlayStation. Like that's the only reason I decided because it was free. So yeah, I've seen it everywhere. It, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just like a when I need like a quick half hour game, I just jump on, play it, and I'm done. Have you won yet? No. <laughs> What is Fall Guy? Is it like Warzone? No. No. It's so in, the, yeah, the I best way I can describe it is if you remember uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, that show by any chance. It was like nope. it was like a Chinese show that like they yeah. dubbed over in English and they would just do like, imagine dumb picture shit. picture wipeout. Okay. Yeah. But with like everybody's doing it at once and somebody has to get to the other side. Oh, yeah, that so, sounds pretty cool. So they rotate like five different rounds or four, depending on how many people get knocked out. And like, so like one round, it'll be like run through the doors and they'll have like six doors across and four of them don't open. So like these drunk little like guys will be jumping into the door and just bouncing off <laughs> and you like get to the end huh. within like a, so like they'll cut off like out of, I think they start with like 50, 60 They'll like 42 through, and then each round they cut it down to lower. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. But yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's interesting. It's like a quick little game because you know, I don't think it, it'll never last more than like 15 minutes to get through all the rounds. Which is good, which is what I need. My attention yeah. spans for shit lately. We were talking about that. But uh, today, also kind of updating the, the listeners, I guess, is the DC fandom event and there was a brand new game announced called uh gotham knights which picks up right after uh arkham knight the last batman game that's pretty sweet to play as the as the bat family without batman and that looks pretty cool we were talking about that for a little bit and um the new wonder woman trailer looks pretty sweet cheetah looks like a cat from cats um uh, a better version of that and uh so far, that's about it, and they just announced who the character, who the characters in Suicide Squad are going to be, and I've heard of like two of them. 
So pretty cool so far, I suppose. So yeah, uh, I think they're showing Black Adam right now. Are they? I think so. The Rock just put up something. Wow. They're like I feel like they're wants to cancel everything. RP wants to cancel the recording. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about Black <laughs> he needs, Adam. It's he been needs so a te- long. he needs a teaser trailer for a movie that's coming out three yeah. years from now. <laughs> it's that movie's been, been so development long. for like twelve years. I know. Like, before Justice League, I was hearing about Black Adam. Yeah, Snyder, it, Snyder Cut, baby! Oh my God! So they, one of the things they talked about, uh, Marvel sent it to us was them. Some one of the fans asked, "Do you bleed?" Because when Superman rises from the dead in Justice League, he looks at Batman and says that. And Snyder said, "No, I'm cutting that. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense." When we were talking about it, and I kind of like that scene because he comes up from the dead all pissed off at Batman. That's the only thing he remembers from Batman is their fight. And I don't understand how that doesn't make sense. It, it clearly makes sense. Yeah. It's a reference. So it's, like we, it's just fucking Snyder being Snyder. It's because, it's because the line's not said in slow motion while it's raining and somebody's taking a punch. So it's <laughs> not going to make the cut. Somebody said the uh, uh, they they leaked the trailer for the Justice League Snyder Cut early, and somebody said, "Well, how did it look?" And they just said it just was the first trailer, just darker, which is Snyder. So yeah. uh, again, we're gonna have a, a live watch of that on this podcast. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to watch it. We're gonna have to watch it and then do a live watch, so we can so we can reference it. Yeah, because like really if we, I, I want to watch it the first time. I don't want to be talking to you bozos while it's on. Well, you got you got eight hours. We're gonna do it twice. <laughs> I want to watch it on my own. Of course, I have eight hours. Like you, you know, I commit so much time to watching things and prepping for this show. Can we do a cat's watch yeah. along? Uh, that it was for sale for well, five bucks <laughs> on Vudu, and I said it's not worth it. So Wait till it's free. Wait till I it's watched free. it for free. I watched the first twenty minutes. It was awful. So speaking of. Uh, having time to devote time to watch some shit. Um, as everybody knows, Disney Plus launched in November of this of last year, and they launched with hundreds of titles, uh, some really, really good stuff on there, some mediocre stuff, and some really, really piss-poor shit. Um, and that, that is my so friends, weird. is what we call a segue. Yes, we do. Wow. Uh, wow. So- call Syracuse Recording... <laughs> school and just let them know that they need to hire rp because i heard the the reds are looking for a new baseball yeah you could do baseball (laughs) just just, Um, just stay focused if there's a home run hit yeah i know oh it's the last time in that one's deep shot uh if you don't listen that is super fucked up but you got to give props to the guy for for committing to his job even when he was apologizing for being a homophobic dickhead yeah. So and if, and still making the 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 baseball call, like me, still making the home run call. So for listeners out there that don't know, uh, the, the Reds uh, announcer Tom Brenneman, Thom, Tom Brenneman. not Thom, but Thom. Tom. Uh, He's an NFL announcer too. Yes, so people, if you watch football, he, you've heard of him. You've heard him. If you hear his voice, you recognize it too. He didn't realize he was on mic and called Kansas City the uh, the uh, slur word for uh, homosexual the F, people. The F capital. Yeah, the F capital of the world. And that's and just something. Not talking you, about fucking. Nope, he ain't. And that's just something you shouldn't say at all. But that's what we're talking about. But I don't. Right now, I don't know. It's up in the air. I've there are people who are talking to my people working out a contract. So in the meantime, I had time to sit down. You're and not watch a Reds a fan. Disney Plus. Really no. So wait, can we go? Can we go back? Because it's starting to click in my head now. So November. I want to say November twelfth. 
Disney Plus comes out, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Um, very shortly after the world dissolves into what we are now living in. Quarantine, do th- yes. Do you think that Disney is responsible for the coronavirus to force people to use their streaming no, we already we already solved it it was ezra miller yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you're right he beat that woman and then yeah. released the, the virus yeah, you're, you're right is that what the flashpoint movie's about yeah. go back yeah. in time to fix this to so fix none it. of this makes sense because I mean, is, is there any correlation it's ezra miller been in a disney film is there correlations there um you think it's just like hollywood did this because they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna lo- yeah. we're losing money on the on the theaters, but now there's 95 streaming services since quarantine started. Which I did. I don't know. So speaking of theaters, I did buy my tickets to see New Mutants. I'm uh, gonna see Tenet too. I have decided already. Yeah, two and a half hours. Like soon. September third. Yeah, I would I'd like to find see a, New Mutants. I'll find a comfy mask. I'll, I'll deal with it. Well, New Mutants is coming out thir- next Thursday as we record uh, this. As of now, well, I, I I am still hesitant because that movie's been moved a bajillion times. I, a, I I want to say it from day one, and like each yeah, same each so sh- of trailer has made me more hype. But I saw a trailer of Lockheed in it, and I was like, Magic's yeah. going to be the coolest fucking character in that movie. Yeah, she is. Um, but anyway, as we digress, uh, so. During quarantine, we've been filled with ideas of things to do. And Marvel, this is your topic. Um, so if you want to introduce it to the world. Um, yeah, I mean, like you kind of said, everyone was super excited for Disney Plus for like the obvious reasons of like, oh, we got to watch Aladdin and all these huge like big movies and like movies that people like remember, nostalgia things. And there's like, I went through one day with my wife and there's this like, so much like junk and like movies that I never heard of and would never watch. Like just, I, I don't want to say in titles because it's actually, we watched movies that they tell each other what we watch. So I don't want to like say a movie and someone pop yet, but we can say like, it's, it's a uh, movies. A lot of them are movies from like before we were born. Yeah. And like, we had no exposure to, we didn't even know they existed. Yeah. Nor like why they may sh- have been made to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Some of the plots of some of these movies, if you read them, but um, I, I, I had, I, we, I watched two. We all watched two. I, I wrote down the, uh, yeah. you watch three, you fucking overachiever. We talked about will, two the other day. I, will, I ended up watching three as well. I, will explain, I want to watch the third. Why did you say something? Hold on. Hold on. on <laughs> hold on. I, I will explain why I watched the third once we get to it. And, and it makes I'm just sense. saying in the, Two years that we've done this podcast, I'm never prepared. I, <laughs> we say one movie, I get over-prepared and watch two, and somehow I'm still a scumbag who's not prepared because you dickheads watch three. So I watched three because the second one I watched was a Sunday night Michael Eisner film. So it did. It was, it was 45. No, no, yeah. it's shit. It's terrible. I have a feeling but, I know which one you watched. <laughs> and... Um, I was like, I didn't feel fair because it was a 45-minute movie. And I was like, these guys, I was, I usually the one that puts in the most prep for this. And I was like, this just doesn't feel right to me. So I watched another movie that was an hour and a half long. And I, that, I, felt, I felt the need to really commit more. And well, this movie I watched, we'll get into it, but yeah. this movie Cause I have like honorable had no mentions. need to exist. <laughs> I have honorable mentions now. Yeah. that didn't make the cut for what I was going to watch because I thought I had to, I, I decided to pick two. And if you guys have watched them, I'm, I'm, 
I'm up in the air. If you've watched them, I might not watch them because you're going to tell so me. What was, so what, what was interesting was that there was some of them that I was looking into, and then I went back and, like, before I watched the movie, I checked the Rotten Tomato score. And mm. I, did, I, wouldn't talk, I didn't care. I, I don't want to see any yeah. of that shit. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted did to see the most ridiculous wanna, premise. Because I didn't want to, like, watch one that was actually good. Like, so no, I, I think I liked the one. Uh, it was yeah. it was fucking I, out of control, but I liked it. It's exactly. I've been, I wanted I've been telling people to watch it. I didn't yeah, like any I, of mine. <laughs> I didn't like <laughs> at all. Um, I feel uh, bad, so but I probably crossed over. There was them. this one like Darby O'Gill and the Leprechaun and the Little People or something that was a hundred percent. Sean Connery. It was a hundred percent around Tomatoes. Yes. So I didn't really? watch it. So I did not watch it. And it well, you should have because it was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, alert. I watched Army of Girl and Little People yesterday. That shit is wild. And yeah, yeah Sean Connery's that. in it. Did, yeah. no, did no research. You know how like the old uh, act, Screen Actors Guild rules is like they put the credits in the beginning? Yeah. But I put this fucking ri- ridiculous movie with a leprechaun in it on. Dude, and 100% on Rotten 13, Tomatoes. 13 seconds in, Sean Connery's name pops up. And I'm like, what the fuck? So this is Sean Connery, 1959, prior to James Bond. All right, Bob, why don't you take the reins? I'm oh, starting with Darby O'Gill. Yeah, before you start, I've seen this movie, but not during this. My mom bought that movie off eBay years ago. It was like when what? during eBay? eBay during the eBay boom, my mom was just <laughs> buying Disney movies. Like it was going out of style. She got like a bootleg of uh, Song of the South. I remember Darby O'Gill. She bought like Chi Chi Bang Bang. All right, so Darby O'Gill and the Little People should not be 100% around tomatoes. Oh, it is. By no means should it be 100% around tomatoes. I was going to watch that one because I was like, this is. See, I didn't even want to know. I didn't want to know anything. So I went and I like, I looked at all these. So this is, it was the second movie I watched, right? So I watched this bad movie, which we'll come to later. I have a list of six that I had accumulated. Now, one was like because you watched Holy the first shit. movie I watched. Because I went through and I just looked at titles and I'm like, these are, these are insane. So I have all of these listed with their descriptions. My problem with Disney point. Plus is that when I'm trying to just watch something that like in leisure, like for good, I have trouble picking something because there's so many titles. And now that I had to pick one that was bad, there's so many absurd so many titles, titles as well. So I, I, I have it to – the one was like a – you watch this movie, you should watch it. And I was like, I don't want to watch two things that are similar. So, I, But I wrote it down because the, the theme for this one is also – like this, the summary is crazy. And so I really had five, and Darby O'Gill and Little People was one. And I'm like looking at all of them, and I'm like, how am I not watching Darby O'Gill and Little People? Like I have – this is fucking insane. Yeah. So I watched the movie, and I'm going to run through some of my notes, right? So just – I'll re- so I'll read the uh, the description. Darby O'Gill and Little People. Way we go. And die, three, Comes out 1959. A frisky old storyteller named Darby O'Gill is desperately seeking the proverbial pot of gold. There's just one tiny thing standing in his way. A 21-inch leprechaun named King Brian. <laughs> to get the gold, Darby must match his wits against a shrewd little trickster, which proves no small task indeed. This program is presented as originally created and may contain outdated cultural depictions. Right, which I guess is the Irish, but there's other things that happen that are a little strange. So it says the proverbial pot of gold. He's literally trying to get a pot of gold. I don't know why it says like it's not the actual, but he wants the pot. He wants O'Brien or King Brian's pot of gold. So that's the one thing. I'm going to share my screen very quickly just to show you. And for the listeners at home, we will describe this as best is, we can or this share is the movie, over social media. This is the movie poster. 
which is awful. It's a uh, old hand-drawn art poster of just Sean Connery, a woman, and loads hey, of leprechauns. So that's them. that's Katie, and I've talked about this in the past. <laughs> you know, I like when I watch a Twilight Zone. These women are like now dead, and I'm like, these women are so attractive. The actress who played Katie in 1959, I was like in love with, and I'm, she's probably dead now. I looked her name up, but uh, who was it? Jan- Janet Monroe. So obviously, you see in the picture, you have Darby O'Gill in the back tipping his Jeff cap, obviously. And then Sean Connery, very happy. Uh, you see a, a big fight here. I That's think weird. I think that this is uh, a big part of the movie at the end. I forget what they the, called it. Dementor, clearly. It's not a Dementor. I, I'm gonna, I have to look at my notes, but I don't want you to see all my notes, so I'll tell you in a second. And then the 21-inch leprechauns everywhere. So, like, obviously, fantastic film. All right, so let me just – I'm going to quickly give you uh, some of the great things. I already talked about how Sean Connery is incredible. In the opening credits, Walt Disney thanks the leprechauns. He, there's a note where he thanks the leprechauns for making the picture possible. Wait, did he write the note or did he? It's like he... signed Walt Disney. All right. Classic it's Walt. like uh, leprechauns from like, I forget. I didn't, I don't, uh, Naknashiga is where they're from, the leprechauns. And he thanks the leprechauns of Naknashiga. Most thought. Yeah. Uh, so Kate, Katie is the girl, super hot 50s Irish girl. Some old hag shows up. She's like bitching at her. The old hag's son is Pony Sugru. He turns out to be a dick. Uh, and basically the whole thing is that Darby O'Gill works for the Lord. He like maintains his property in this like countryside, but he also is like a storyteller and he has this, this connection with King Brian of the leprechauns. And at one point before he almost won his gold, but King Brian tricked him because he had three wishes and he had a mask of fourth. So he lost all three <sighs> classic classic. And uh, everybody like, he has like no reputation in the town because everybody thinks he's like crazy, but he has this like high standing because he does, he has this job with the Lord. And Katie lives on the property and everything. And the Lord shows up with Sean Connery, who is uh, Michael. I have his name. Michael McBride. And he's going to take over for Darby O'Gill. And the Lord gives Darby O'Gill two weeks to kind of like get his stuff out. And so Michael stays with them for doing those two weeks to learn like the job. And uh, Darby O'Gill doesn't want him to tell Katie what's going on. All right. So that was this. So this was a good movie. I'm telling you, I was invested. All right. Was it a good movie? No, no, not by any means. But was like by the end of it, was I like, all right, this is kind of interesting. For the most part, yes. It was a would right? you, surprise. Would that's... you watch it again? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but have I told people about it? And do I know people who are going to watch it now? 100%. So basically, here's what happened, right? Darby O'Gill goes back up to this mountain because he's going to try and trick King Brian again. Uh, he gets like the, the the horse Cleopatra halfway through the movie becomes like a, an integral character. It like gets screen time by itself. They're like cutting to it as if it's dialogue with him and the horse. It's very interesting. Okay. There's a fight. So he goes into them. He falls into the mountain and now he's with King Brian and all the other leprechauns and King Brian's like, you can't leave now. And then Darby O'Gill plays a fiddle song and they just dance for five minutes straight. For five minutes, the leprechauns just dance. And then they leave the, the mountain, and Darby O'Gill sneaks out. King Brian comes down. Darby O'Gill tricks him, and now he has three wishes again. And basically, that's the premise, is that like he's got these three wishes. What's he going to wish for? How's he going to figure it out? Right? 
Uh, what was the most absurd shit at this movie? I'm get I'm getting to it. <laughs> okay. Right, it's coming now. So what happens is like Darby O'Gill like kind of captures King Brian, and then this whole thing happens where like Katie finds out what Michael's really there for, and it's just that's like the the end of the movie is them figuring everything out. He's got one wish left. It's he's trying to figure out what's best for Katie, and she like runs off because she's so upset that Michael is actually they fall in love, but now Michael's there just to like. Steal the place. The dude Pony at one point uh, grips a guy up because they were at like a dance with, and he was talking to Katie, like puts his arm behind his back and then like grabs Katie by the arm and like throws her into a carriage. So he might be a rapist. And then later on, I'm pretty sure he tried to murder Sean Connery too. So this dude's very interesting. What a, what a fool. Nobody can kill so Sean Katie Connery. goes up into the mountain into Nakanashiga. We've, you've heard earlier that the, the mother passed away right and that's it throwaway line that's why there's no mother figure in, in the whole thing there's a tw- disney quote there's 12 minutes left in the movie at this point right katie runs off she's upset and darby goes after her, and then he sees the banshee the banshee has never been referenced you have no idea what the fucking banshee is that was a dementor you just talked about he's like oh no the banshee and it comes down he's like the last time i saw the banshee was the night it took my wife and i was like this is this should have been mentioned earlier. Like this is, and now that's the main part of the movie is that the banshee. <laughs> so then Katie's like knocked out on the mountainside. No one knows how that happened. If what, what happened there, the banshee comes and like Darby O'Gill is like going against it. And then there's uh, a black cart. Basically the banshee basically looks like goes to Christmas future or like a dementor, the dead coach it's called comes to get to take Katie cause she's dying. And Darby O'Gill sacrifices himself. What? But King Brian's actually a nice dude. He sneaks onto the onto the the dead coach, and makes that his last wish is to like save Katie. So then he goes instead, and King Brian makes him wish a fourth wish so that the first three wishes don't come true. So he doesn't sacrifice himself. And then it ends with Sean Connery in like a fight scene where he gets beat up for most of it, and a lot of the fight scene is just the people reacting to the fight scene. (laughs) Like instead of seeing them fight, it's just like Darby will go go like oh oh like he got hit oh no. So, did the movie have proportions, though? Because clearly the leprechauns were little if they're 21 inches. Uh, was there, like, giant sets for them? Yeah, I think it was screen? all just, like, it was all green screen. But Darby O'Kill would, like, jump, would, like, jump up onto things a lot, which was funny. Like, he would hmm. jump down off of, off of something. So, there's that clearly, like, a trampoline. And they would just yeah. use that, like, action of him, like, jumping onto a trampoline back up onto something else. Mm, so, like, if he okay. had to, like, jump onto a seat next to – not Darby O'Kill, King Brian would. So King Brian would jump off of something and then like hop up onto the seat next to Darby O'Kill. <laughs> yeah, like some of the pictures I saw for this movie were fucking insane. Uh, it was unbelievable. I, if you have the time, if you have an hour and a half. To, to I'm kind of curious about this, this film now, Darby O'Gill. So on the, uh, the Bob scale, how were this? Well, how am I rating this? This is a scale of one to 10 of your preference. Or one I'm, rating this as, I'm rating this as I enjoy this movie more than the, the other one I watched. All right. Well, that sounds pretty good. I mean, it sounds like a good family film. That it's 1959. Disney. Oh, so here's the big thing. Oh, 1959. Yeah, that's yeah. an old film. It talks about cultural stuff. The first interaction with Darby O'Gill and the King Brian, King Brian offers him snuff. He's like, would you like some snuff? Which is Coke, basically. Oh, okay. And then while he's, while he's saying, like giving, doing his wish, Dar- King, he's like, no, I'm good. And then King, o- King Brian is just like taking Soren? like, Bumps, yeah, taking bumps while he's doing it. 
in a kid's movie. He's just like, oh, yeah, you don't want any? All right, what's your first wish? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the PGG ratings were very loose back then. The, the well, I, don't, I think in 59, everybody was just. Yeah, it was just the thing. Yeah. God. So, I think that's how Kennedy got elected. <laughs> Do you think that this could be a successful franchise if rebooted? No. All right. It's just ridiculously stereotypical Irish people. Yeah. <laughs> Everything uh, takes place in a bar. The one whole scene is Darby O'Gill getting the leprechaun drunk and they're singing a song. Like they have, it's like the rhyming game. They have to like make up a song. And then, like, one will say, like, two lines. The next person says, like, two lines. They go back and forth. That's the scene with the horse. Like, Darby O'Gill would say a line and not drink his drink and, like, look at the horse. And the horse would, like, look back at him with, like, the peanut butter in his mouth and, like, make a facial expression. And that, that went on for, like, six minutes. And I'm like, is this horse going to be, like, a major role? What's going on with this horse right now? God. That's pretty great. And Sean That's... Connery. Sean Connery. Is, Sean Connery he's a handsome does dude. Work. Yeah, he is. Um, anything else to add before we go on to the next film? Uh, no, no. Well, that sounds delightful. So I'll go next since I, in this triangle box, I am next. So I talked about the one that I watched, um, that I was shorter. So this is the third film that I watched. Well, what was the one that you watched that was shorter since none of us would have watched that, that one just real quick? Like, Oh, that's the next film. Um, I mean, I can do that one first if you want. Yeah. Cause that one technically isn't like legal, right? Um, okay, so I'll start. Why you didn't do it? it was Fuzzbucket. So it was fucking Fuzzbucket. Yes, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Nah, I wasn't the, watching Fuzzbucket. It was uh, too which, new for me too. Which Fuzzbucket is the weirdest fucking shit ever? Megan it, and I turned it off after ten minutes. I was like, nah, nah worth it. So, I wasn't doing Fuzzbucket. Um, there's also some juicy behind the scenes uh, details of Fuzzbucket as well. Uh, but before I get into that, I will get into my synopsis of the film. Uh, so, okay, so this movie was released on as a part of Michael Eisner's The Magical World of Disney Sunday Night Film, uh, May 18th, 1986. Good evening, and welcome once again to the Disney Sunday Movie. Um, and it was directed and written by Mick Garris, which none of us should know. So the synopsis of the film off of Disney Plus is, although he appears to be imaginary, Fuzzbucket is really an invisible creature who becomes 12-year-old Mikey's best friend. Wise and caring, this wonderful, wacky character helps Mikey through the first day of junior high and a maze of family squabbles. All of that is completely false. He does none of that. Um, on the RP tomato scale, this is a zero. And it was produced by John Landis. So for those who don't know, John Landis is a pretty decent film uh, producer. And he also produced the Twilight Zone show or reboot in, in the 80s. And uh, two kids were killed in that in the making of that film. Um, a there was a helicopter scene and ended up landing and like exploding on these kids, um, and they died. So he's in London filming something else a little bit after, and and somebody comes to talk to him on the set, and he goes, "Okay, um, absolutely. Just let me finish up here. I'll meet you back at the house." 30 minutes later, this man is on a private jet from England back to the United States. Why the fuck would you let your child work on a film produced by this man? But there's Wait, I'm confused. What happened? So uh, basically... Somebody came to talk to him about the fact that this kid died? 
these two kids died while on this set. Somebody, somebody went to talk to him about it, and then yeah, he, he dipped out. Because yeah, because it was hit, technically his fault. But he if you're the producer, aren't you really just giving money? Like how hands on are well, producers? He he direct. He was hands on for this, I guess. But he directed the Twilight Zone, um, right. and it was his fault because they told him this is dangerous, this is unsafe, and he's ah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And the kids died. Uh, long story short, he gets acquitted, but. So he was big in producing Fuzzbucket. So from what I've read, it kind of seems like Fuzzbucket was a failed, um, a failed pilot because from the, just the way the film goes, it, he starts off. I don't know whether it happens where he's just like out of nowhere. It kind of seems like Fuzzbucket comes out of nowhere. And he's saying, oh, Fuzzbucket, Fuzzbucket. And everyone's going, who's that? He said, it's my invisible friend. So this 12-year-old kid is acting against nobody, and this kid is a horrible actor. <laughs> and there's not really – what are He's you going to do? He's dude. 12. He's 12. <laughs> and it's hard to act against nothing. Um, so there's this one scene where he – it's his first day of junior high where Fuzzbucket allegedly helps him, um, but he doesn't. He makes – Fuzzbucket makes everything worse. Makes absolutely everything worse. So I'm going to share my screen here. Um, You're showing uh, clips? Yeah. So I'm going to share this. This whole movie's – oh, it's 46 minutes. All right. So he's sitting across from this girl. Socially um, distanced. Yeah. Definitely six feet away from her. And then he just starts laughing. <laughs> he's fucking, like, laughing, too. He's falling. Yeah. Who's the who's the sexy secretary though? <laughs> I feel like that kid's from something. Okay, so then, so that just happens out of nowhere. He just starts laughing, and Fuzzbucket's tickling him. So he was helping him get through his junior year of high school or middle school, or whatever the fuck they want to call it, and. He just starts tickling him while he's in the president's office or the principal's office. So then this next scene is everyone's like, what the fuck's going on? He's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a joke I made up. Uh, nothing's funny. Um, yada, yada, yada. So then the weirdest scene in the entire movie happens. And get, mind you, this is a, this is a 45 minute thing. 15 minutes in, you still have not yet met um, Fuzzbucket. Fuzzbucket? One hour, so, an hour and 20 minutes into uh, Darby O'Gill, you didn't know what the banshee was. So, so, so then this happens. And um, <laughs> so he asks him, what's, what's wrong? Are you nervous? The principal's asking Mikey, are you nervous about your first day? And he's asking him about nervous about a bunch of different things. And he wants to ask about. nervous about the other young so he asks him if he's nervous about showering with the other boys in a deep monologue in this 15 minute fucking movie or a 45 minute and it's just so out of nowhere and it fits nowhere into the plot nothing happens from this scene i'm telling you like nothing um and he goes home and you know Nothing Maybe really happens. Shower with little boys. Look at Fuzzbucket there. Yeah, so we'll get to that. Um, so then they go home Jesus and Fuzzbucket. Fuzzbucket's still, um, you know, invisible. And so they go home and they throw together this concoction of. I see everything now. Yeah, stop it. 
<laughs> All right, RP, I'm yeah. going to cut you here because here's the only thing that I'm going to say. Describe the scenes because you're not going to be able to hear them. Okay, I will. So I, for those who couldn't hear, there's a shout. There was the scene in the principal's office. He um says what are you are you nervous about taking showers with a kid in, in p with all the other boys in pe class basically saying are you nervous about them seeing your penis so then, i mean then he goes home and he makes fuzz bucket a concoction that glows green once blended together of all these different spices and he comes to life and this is the reveal scene of fuzz bucket of him drinking the uh concoction and now he becomes visible um this is the first scene. It's just the skeleton of Fuzzbucket, oh, which is entirely creepy. Then the eyeballs show up. <laughs> then the muscle and the intestines it's of Fuzzbucket. It's like, it's like Marv when he gets shocked in Hemelin <laughs> too. And he's like... Yeah. <laughs> and then Fuzzbucket finally really appears. And boy, is it traumatizing. I think Fuzzbucket's pretty sweet. No. <laughs> yeah he and looks like a he looks like a, a a weird elf yeah that's basically what he looks like oh uh, he's got this rat tail and he, he talks tail. like an idiot he goes go poof no go poof i'm so glad i turned this movie off <laughs> so th he brings him to life and what happened was fuzz bucket went invisible at midnight for whatever reason i'm not really sure and Cinderella found, rules. i get it he found Mikey, and he's selling Mikey. Mikey brought him back. So they don't acknowledge that Fuzzbucket and him have been friends before. It kind of just seems like they haven't been. There's this scene here. How many highlights do you have? Really, I have a lot. This movie. But I want to – because there's a lot. Um, I, the note I have at 2245, which, which was that, which was just, just watch. Um, then they tra he takes Mikey's hand, and he puts it on a paper, and he traces over it, and then he traces his hand over top of that and there's no meaning to that either um then he's like let's watch tunes tunes put tunes on and um eventually it leads to mikey's mom yelling we're gonna go pick up pizza and spaghetti set the table an odd combination absolutely who the fuck gets it's just like if it was like pizza and buffalo wings fine but pizza and spaghetti very strange so then Fuzzbucket runs away from mikey alleyway where he's looking for him i love you fuzz bucket Place and this is what pops up <laughs> and so a rat got, is on his rat tail you got fuzz bucket in like rat. a in, in like a trench coat looking like uh Raphael from the first teenage mutant ninja turtles movie with, with like old... the fedora on where he's like hiding and like old what 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 girls would now wear for sunglasses but like so, back then were not that respectable scene. sunglasses that are like way too big he kind of looks like uh just an, an old hobbit yeah that's actually exactly coat. what he looks yeah, like yeah it's a very so then they reveal the plot of the movie after this a half hour in with 15 minutes ago they reveal the plot of the movie that um fuzz bucket needs to get home before midnight because then he goes poof and poof forever mikey poof poof and he sounds like kind of like winnie the pooh <laughs> I don't know how this didn't win awards. Just watching the clips that I'm watching. And then he licks his fucking hand as a goodbye. <laughs> and he's just hopping out. So the next 15 minutes is Mikey trying to find Fuzzbucket. Um, 
before Fuzzbuck gets revealed, Mikey's dad comes home. And there's also a weird scene, but then I'm not going to go into the entire film, uh, but there's just a lot of bullshit nonsense in this movie. Um, and Mikey's parents are obviously fighting. His sister's a kind of a bitch to him. And um, basically the next 15 minutes is just them trying to find Mikey. And this is kind of like the only scene that's like really strange is just fuzz bucket hopping around in an empty city. A typical TV movie stereotype is just that there's always an empty city. Um, and then after this scene is kind of like the last scene you see a fuzz bucket until the end, which is just like Mikey goes, <clears throat> he's trying to find fuzz bucket. Fuzz bucket runs away for a moment. He goes, I don't want to deal with you anymore. I hate you. I wish I never met you. And then, like, two minutes later, he falls into the fuzz bucket home, which is super fucking creepy. Um, and he walks in on a bunch of other fuzz buckets um, that I have playing. I'm going to mute it um, just so you guys can kind of see. Um, it's fucking horrifying that there's these – so fuzz buckets black, and these other ones here have, like, black and white fire. And it's very just fucking <laughs> creepy. And then fuzz bucket kind of shows up out of nowhere and says – and um he says mikey you go home and then no tunes here and um he goes no we helped each other we friends because mikey's like you just used me which he did he just used them to bring them back and he's like no i make you big boy and i help family and his family's terrified they can't find mikey they're on a search party to try and find their son that ran away because of fuzz bucket um and his sister, basically, Fuzzbucket's like, I'll help you, when he didn't. He ruined everything and made everything ten times worse. And then um, he's like, You love Fuzzbucket? You love Fuzzbucket? Give Fuzzbucket smooch. And uh, he gives Fuzzbucket a smooch, and it's fucking, it's weird, man. Um, and that's kind of the end of the movie. Um, and then Fuzzbucket leaves a gift on the parents' nightstand. Um, and then, you know, they obviously fuck after. And then you just see Fuzzbucket's green glowing footsteps in their bedroom, and he's waddling down the driveway. And that's the end of the movie. In broad fucking daylight, this giant road creature. Um, what did he give the parents? Just gifts. It was like a giant kiss, and it was like a giant kiss for you, and then like something beautiful for the mom. Like a Hershey um, kiss? Yeah, like a giant Hershey kiss. Like he went to the Fuzzbucket went to the store and bought these gifts. Um, well, you mean he was incognito? Yeah, he was. He was dressed. He was dressed. Um, and that was my movie that I watched. And I just kind of don't um, understand why you know Fuzzbucket thought himself as to be a love guru and to fix his family, uh, but he's basically just a total user and made Mikey's life way worse. Um, and Mikey's like, I want to be with you. Like really weird. There was like a lot of weird dialogue. Him calling Mikey party boy. Give, give him, give me a smooch. I like party boy. That's fun. Um, yeah, why do you say party boy? Hey, what's I up, don't know. And he boy? like, his, his head pops out from underground, like upside down. He's like, oh, hey, party boy. And then he's like, hey, don't like worry about them. That's just stinky. He no good. And just like. It's That's, awful. That, I'm a big. I think the party boy thing is very funny. Actually, then you should just watch the last. I'm five not. Minutes I'm not movie. going to watch that movie. Yeah, I'm very glad that Megan and I turned it off ten minutes. So ago. it's super creepy. 
I don't know why it was intended for families. Um, and that is the g- trash of the trash. That was the worst one I watched. At least the other ones have like a good plot and kind of make sense. Not a good plot, but they have a strong plot, like a, a plot that they had a plot. They had a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, basically, like yeah. this movie is just Fuzz Buckets, the main guy, and you you're with them for all of yeah, ten minutes in a forty five like minute they were just- thing. If it was going to be a pilot, they were just trying to push like an ALF. Like, so on the introduction of it, yeah, it seems like it just, them just saying like, hey, this we ALF is big right now. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's make so, Disney ALF. I don't really know. I guess the rest of the family would have met Fuzz Bucket and they all would have loved him. But if I saw that thing, I would have fucking shit yeah. my pants. Um, so that's kind of – that's my first movie, Fuzz Bucket, if you haven't seen it on Disney. Plus, don't watch don't, it. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't waste your time. But just like – it was a voice, so the, the voice sounds like Pooh, and it was actually. Um, I liked your imitation of it a lot. Ooh, what it, <laughs> it was actually voiced by the guy who played Al in Winnie the Pooh. Um, that's okay. pretty cool. So, yeah, that's my movie. Uh, Mar- Marvel. So, you, you were really excited about. So, you started this. to watch this movie? Uh, yeah, like, like a while the ago, or as part of this thing? No, was, and then, uh, like I said, my wife Megan was like, oh, I want to get in on it. So, we watched a couple of them and we turned that one on and once i realized it was 45 minutes i'm like uh yeah. i was like i think this might be one of those like made for tv ones so i was like i don't know if this counts and we literally got to like the scene where his mom was like making him eat dinner like it was literally the first 10 minutes and he's she's just like you better eat all that dinner or you're going to bed with no dinner he was like fine and got up. She's like, "Sit the fuck down." <laughs> yeah. So she's so. This is not an of, option. This isn't one of the, this is one of the things I didn't want to go into. But he sits there until it turns dark. Yeah. And then and she comes down and she's like, "You nervous about junior high? Yeah. You want me to make you a sandwich." And the mom in the movie is just mom and dad. They don't have names. Um. So yeah, it's it was bad. Yeah. Um, and once I, I got to that to... scene, I was like, you know what? I was. It was just filmed. Like it just looked bad. I was like, just turn this off. It did. My movie from the my other movies that were older than this looked mm-hmm. way better than this. You so that's just... why I watched the Whoa. third. Oh, yeah, that's stud. Just... There's a baby in the on the screen. Whoa. Oh, baby! All right, his first appearance on the podcast. Hey. He, watched, he watched all the movies as well. Yeah. Uh, what did he think? During all of them. So. <laughs> um. You should have not checked her out in Tomatoes, and then you would have watched Darby O'Gill. I would have. Had, we would yeah, have had a I'm, great – I'm disappointed you did, like, a full deep dive first. I literally just – uh, Well, in. I would pick a movie, and then I'd check – <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I did this, but I'd check Rotten Tomatoes because I didn't want to watch something that was marketed as good. No, I, we I, I wanted to not know. That was yeah. well, next, next time I'll do I that. That was, that was part of it. I wanted to watch, like, a movie that – I mean, all those old, like, 50s, 60s, 70s, like, the premise of some of them. Well, there were, like, some of the ones that, once we're done, I'll talk about them. Yeah. Um, but but, but this is why, I, yeah, the premises are absurd. Yeah. But this is why I watched the third one, because I was like, this mm. was 45 minutes. And I feel like that wasn't fair. But it was, it's probably worth an hour worth of just talking about if we all watched it. We could mm. easily exceed. Um, but, yeah. So, what did, what did you Wait, watch? Wait, our- all right. So, I'm going to set up my movie. We'll give you like a whole little little background for it. So the year is 1979. The world is graced with great cinema such as Apocalypse Now, The Muppet Movie, Kramer vs. Kramer. The movie stars Dennis Dugan, who is now a director of movies such as Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, Grown Ups 1 and 2. Basically and everything Gill, by Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, yep. 
And the movie is based on a book by Mark Twain's A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. The movie I present to you is Unidentified Flying Oddball. I almost what? watched it. Almost watched it. So do you have do you have the description because I have it and I can read it if you want it. I have it. <laughs> All right, read the description because it's incredible. A NASA spacecraft proves Einstein right when traveling faster than light. It ends up near King Arthur's Camelot. On board are big-hearted Tom Trimble and Hermes, the look-alike robot he built. Tom immediately makes friends with pretty Alice, Alessande and enemies with the awful knight Sir Mordred. It seems Mordred is out to oust Arthur, why Alessandra's father is not the goose she believes him to be, but is also a victim of Mordred's schemes. All right, so that's actually detailed. I have the Disney Plus descriptions so oh, yeah, like well, two sentences. <laughs> Disney Plus, this is what they're giving you, and it was enough to like almost sink me in. If it wasn't for Darby O'Gill and the Little People, this was the other one I was going to watch, like the one that was at the top of my list. An astronaut and his robot companion accidentally fly backwards in time and end up prisoners at the medieval court of King Arthur. That's it. (laughs) That's all they're giving you. Fun fact about your movie, the writer is Don Tate, who also wrote one of the movies I watched. So there's a, I have a lot of like little, like random fun facts. So Dennis Dugan, besides directing almost every Adam Sandler movie, his son played for the Phillies. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, Kelly Dugan. I don't know if he was of merit, but that was just one of the fun facts that popped up. Let me look him up real fast. And then also, it starred Pat Roach, who was the strong man from Indiana Jones that got cut up by the uh, airplane. He stars uh, in this movie? Well, he's he's like the idiot or something. That's literally uh, okay. like, But he's, he's in it for... He's the muscle. Like He's literally just... Mordred's like, hey, go get this bitch. And he runs over and just picks her up. Um... So this movie was absurd. And within the first like 10 minutes, I was like, oof, this is going to be a rough one. So the first, the first like five minutes is like a board meeting room. A bunch of like scientists are talking about this rocket that's going to go through and collect a bunch of stuff and go back in time. And they're like, well, we can't send a human to do that. That's ridiculous. So they call up the scientists and they're like, listen, we need a robot that can walk, talk, and we need it now. And the guy's just like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> like the opening credits are him building this android like he's like ticked on the feet to make sure it like reacts <laughs> and like doing all the wires and it has like cheesy dentures and like eyeballs that just kind of move and then <laughs> he like builds it and it's like uh the invisible man like mummy wrappage around his head and he's showing him like pictures and he's like this is an airplane it flies this is a car, another mode of transportation. And he shows like a picture of a girl in a bikini and he's like, this is a woman. I am a man. You're modeled after me. This is a woman. And the, the fucking robot's all horned up and like shaking its head and go like... <laughs> <laughs> and then like they build a rocket. They're like, all right, cool. Like the android like looks just like uh, whatever the hell the guy's... He has a fucking Tim Trimble or whatever. Tom Trimble. Yeah. So he's playing like both roles. So he's Tom Trimble, like the scientist. And then they're like, Hermes, the robot. Like, how are you? You look, I am good. Like, talks like a... Oh, wait, so the one actor is playing both a robot, robot version of himself and, and, yes. and Tom Trimble? Yeah, so... Um, and now I'm mad I didn't watch this movie. So, <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> so they put the robot on a rocket ship. They're about to shoot off into space. Dun-dun-dun, plot twist. Tom Trimble, like, fell asleep on a rocket ship, too. I've, I think I, like, blinked and missed how he ends up on a rocket ship. They probably just didn't explain it because that's a big thing I've noticed in these movies. Like how did Katie, why was Katie blacked out on the the mountain? But she was. 
Yeah. Yep. So they're just like, oh no, like we can't stop the sequence. You're going into space. It's like, we'll see you in 30 years. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? So they blast them off. And again, like, I don't, there's so many parts that happen that I just kind of forget because it was so ridiculous. So he goes back in time somehow, they're in space and all this shit's happening. And then they land and he's in like full out rocket suit, like giant helmet, giant white outfit, gets out and runs into this lady who's walking around with a goose and she just thinks he's a monster. Like, but they don't overreact like they would. They just be like, oh my God, monster, like get out of here, be gone. He's like, I'm not a monster. Like if you could help me take my helmet off. So she helps him with the helmet and just like the plot kind of goes on where she explains that the goose she's carrying around is her father that Mordred, the evil magician, turned her dad into a goose. So she's just like wandering out with this goose. So they're just walking and talking and he's explaining like rocket theory to this girl. Like that's the other thing. Like everyone he meets, he's just like, yeah, like fucking JFK. And like, they're all like, okay, like whatever, dude. Not, no one's like freaking out. Like they all have an odd calmness about this person that's around. So eventually he goes to King Arthur's court again, like just, they're all like, all right, dude, like what's your deal? And he, he starts talking about the beginning of man, they cut and he's talking about like the rocket ship and all the people are asleep. <laughs> like he just <laughs> bored them to death. So, and then like Merlin does some like bullshit magic. Like he's literally like a shyster. Like he's just like, Oh, like check this bird. He makes it disappear. Like, <laughs> is it, wait, is it more Merlin or Mordred? Merlin. Oh, so Merlin's in it too. So and Merlin's the in evil it too, wizard. Yeah. Okay. And the evil one's Mordred, but no one knows he's evil. Like, he's just, like, part of the core as of now. But funny enough, like, this uh, astronaut knows. He's like, yeah, like, Mordred's bad, right? And they're like, what? And he's like, oh, you'll find out. <laughs> like, literally, it's just like, you'll find out. They're like, how do you know? He's like, oh, I know. I read about it. They're, like, super confused and, like, fine with it. So Mordred hears this and, like, locks him up. He runs into the woman's, like, actual dad. Surprise, not a goose. And, uh, again, and like escapes the cell using like science, like just really weird bullshit science too. Like he does a lot of like weird science where I, I don't know if it's real <laughs> or if it's just like 70s science. Cause there's one part where he gets in a sword fight with a knight and he hits his sword with like another ax and it makes it magnetize. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's like real science. So <laughs> But that part's actually pretty funny because he's fighting a guy and he magnetizes the other guy's sword and he's just running around like the kitchen kind of and all this shit's get attracted to the guy's sword. And it's very slow. So he's trying to swing it and every swing it gets like a little bit heavier because like a chalice will fly onto it or like this dude will throw like a spoon onto it. So at one point the guy's literally running around and it's like all this metal shit's attached to his sword. He can't even like move it anymore. <laughs> That's kind of um, funny. There were like very funny parts. Like I did laugh out loud at certain parts. Um, a bunch more like bullshit plot. One, <laughs> like there's a lot of nothing happened too because it is one of those movies. And then at the end, though, uh, you find out Merlin's bad too, Mordred's bad, and they they come to invade the castle. And he has like this fucking laser gun. He, he has Hermes fly the ship into the castle, which is also magnetized. So all this like crazy shit's happening, but like science. But the best part is, and if you can find it on YouTube, I don't know, 
is he's flying around his rocket chair. That's the picture on Disney. Yes, that's the that's picture. That's what it made that's me watch what it. made me watch it. Yeah, I was like, this, it's like unidentified flying oddball, and it's just, just this it's guy in like a chair, and, and the chair's dramatic like, smoke coming up. Yeah, above. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's ex- I saw that. So you can see the strings the entire time, <laughs> 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 which made me die laughing. Like it was just like he was like, oh, and they, <laughs> the strings were like so fucking obvious. And even when they zoomed in on it, it was like the strings were there. Like they would lose long shots, and it was just like him and these cables that were like lifting them around. I'm looking at the picture now. It's making me laugh. Yeah. Um, and then. Well, I forget what happens. That like, the the whole time the robot's like horny as shit too. By the way, like he's trying to like fuck as he the should girl, be. Good for and him. the girl likes the robot more um, than she likes the person. Well, at the end, she like falls in love with the guy. Yeah, like, I realized I was a lover of Hermes. Like I that's where sh- I got dumb. I, like I was like, oh, I like that. She was in his robot. She's trying like. to fuck the robot. <laughs> um, the other thing that made me laugh with the horny robot is like he goes into space with a Playboy. Like they, in this Disney movie, they show. I don't know if it's a called Playboy, but it's called like Play Dude or some shit. And it's a girl <laughs> in a bikini on the cover, and like it becomes like a plot point. Like he uses it later, to, like bargain with like a a person to like make his armor. He's like, make my armor. He's like, ah, I can't. The king will kill me. And he's like, I got this fucking magazine <laughs> with these big bush bitches if you fucking make my armor. And the guy like looks at it. He's like, oh. And then, of course he makes some armor. <laughs> like, why the fuck what are you? Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Like, I really, I went in thinking this was going to be some cheese dick, like cheese 70s dick. garbage. The first like 15 minutes, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a rough one. And by the end, I really, like, there were parts that made me laugh. Like, I think it was just, like, a fun movie. And that's what I wanted. I wanted, like, a pleasant surprise. I would have never watched this movie. Yeah. In a million years. Never. Yeah, uh, you guys got the pleasant stuff out of this, it seems like. Well, the other two I watched were garbage. All right, <laughs> so, good. So you started but, with the good one. Okay. Yeah, this this one, I was like, that wasn't What would you bad. give it on your, on your uh, Marvel scale? Um... I'll give it like a, a seven or eight. I mean, it's a good kids movie. Like I could see myself would it be sitting a, down with my kid eventually and watching it. Like, would it be a good successful reboot? No. All right. <laughs> well, they did. They rebooted it with a kid. It's and King, kid and King Arthur's, Arthur's Court. Court. It's exact yep. movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. When you started talking, that's where I thought you were. Going yeah, like that's how you know King the name Arthur's Mordred Court. if you've seen King and Kid and King Arthur's Court. Like, yeah. That's this all is, those names. I think this was like the fourth implementation of uh, Twain's story at this point. Yeah, so it's a, a Connecticut, Connecticut Yankee, Yankee in, yeah. in King Arthur's Court. Well, I've, heard, it, I've actually read it. It's it's like a guy it, hits his head, right, and wakes up. and Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. It's, like, very long. He ends up in, like, a cave at one point. Like, it's it's more so than just King Arthur. And it's, it's like, a big fight at the end um, yeah. where he's, like, defending the entire court. But, but cool, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, though, it's just odd that this is the same year that, like, Alien came out. <laughs> and, like... Like Star like these Wars like good out. sci-fi Black Hole. Black Hole came out the same year. These sci-fi movies. Black Hole was movies. Black Hole's great. It's I like a really that too. Yeah, it's a really Is Black good Hole movie. a Disney movie. Yeah, I know. I didn't even see that one. And it's just it's uh like Black. I mean, the budget was probably insane. I think this the budget for this movie was like five million. Black Hole like had a way better budget for like at the time the graphics were like really well done. Hmm. All right, all right, Bob. Yeah. So is my the last one for me? 
Uh, yeah. So, or do you want to save yours since we have? Yeah, if you guys want to go, because you guys were fucking overachievers, despite (laughs) telling me that one was enough, and I did two anyway. Well, I I saw RP and I have a crossover, because he showed his list eight times when he was screen sharing. What's the crossover? Million Dollar Duck. All right, that's what I'm going to talk about. All right, because I saw the other one that RP watched, and I wanted to watch it, but I didn't. So (laughs) why don't you you two? You should have. The, Um, The third one? Yes. I, I I probably still will because the concept it's, is hilarious to me. It's terrible. So we'll get there um, in a second. Why don't you two team so, up and explain this one? All right. So for me, I have the million dollar duck uh, and Marvel has as well. So this was the second one. Uh, this was the last one I decided to watch to make myself equal. And what got me was Roger Ebert's Rotten Tomatoes review. Million dollar duck is one of the most pr- profoundly stupid movies I have ever seen. So I was like, I gotta watch this. Um, so this, so this was released June June thirtieth, nineteen seventy one, directed by Vincent Mc, uh, McEvity, maybe. And he also directed the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again, and it was written by Ted Key, who wrote um, other blockbuster great shit films on Disney Plus, Gus and the Cat from Outer Space. But then forty years later, wrote Peabody and Mr. Sherman. Um, so the synopsis is Albert Dooley, played by Dean Jones, who coincidentally stars in the other movie I have to talk about. Um, a financially strapped scientist and his wife, Katie, played by Sandy Duncan, think their money problems have been solved when the duck Albert has been experimenting on starts laying eggs with gold yolks. Uh, however, Albert's ambitions are sidetracked with when his meddling neighbor, Mr. Hooper, begins spying on his family and discovers the duck's amazing ability. After word spreads about the duck, Albert and his family soon find themselves pursued by greedy FBI agents. This movie was the most boring movie I have ever seen and had absolutely no point of existing. Marvel, what do you think? Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> like, I don't think it was the most boring thing I've ever seen, but like, it really didn't do anything until like the car chase at the end like the last like yeah. maybe 10 15 minutes but it, were it. but the movie's like that car's chase is like 20 minutes long and yeah what one of the worst parts about that car chase was the head fbi agent when he had did you notice anytime he showed his badge he just kind of flinged it like that <laughs> i think that and, was part of it that, that shit made me laugh because <laughs> just so bob so he's just like I work with the FBI, and he just fucking flings it, and then it flings like black or things like like lazily. just like real quick, yeah. like flips it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. actually very funny. And you but can't even understand what he he's also saying. sounds drunk. Like the <laughs> like Megan was like, "Is he drunk?" He's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. They get in a car accident at one point. Like they they do an illegal U turn, smash it on our car, and a guy gets out, and he's like, "Whoa, what the fuck? You hit my car!" And he's like, "It's all right, I'm an FBI." And I flips it real quick, and and like he thinks that's gonna solve it. And the guy's <laughs> like, "You're the government. No wonder why it happened." Um. There's a lot of boring jargon in this movie. Uh, there's a whole scene where they're talking about why this is bad for the treasury, for the president. And then there's this scene. Um, Wait, what's bad? Them having a golden goose? or gold? Yeah, they, thanks. Synthetically producing gold is the rumor going around, which will throw yeah. off the treasury um, and other their foreign fact. trade agreements and shit yeah. like that. And they um, weren't paying taxes on the gold. Like some yeah. of those- and this, so, is made, this is made for children, right? So yeah. yeah to be like, so oh, man, boring. the economics aren't going to work here. So the thing uh, – we'll explain how – it's super 
like you see it coming ASAP Rocky. Like mm. as soon so his wife is He's a complete idiot. idiot. They, they yeah. they're broke. They start the movie starts off with the guy with the dad looking at all their overdue bills. Everything is overdue. What's the they name again? Million dollar duck. All right. I just wanna um, I wanna like look up some pictures so I can yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much to look at, but there's the really not. Though. She's a cute. She is cute. I, f- I was gonna, if if the wife was super dumb, I figured she was gonna be like so. So she makes this applesauce and the page flips by a fan and it says actually add- a very funny scene though. Like yeah, that I, it was it so had dumb, but moments. it made me laugh. Yeah. Where um, she's like reading the recipe, Bob, and she's like, All right, like I need one cup of cinnamon. And then turns around to get the cinnamon, and the page blows over to like a completely different recipe. And it's like two <laughs> tablespoons of mustard. She's like, mustard, all right. And then <laughs> mustard, and then it turns back to another page, and she's like, two cloves of of garlic, all right. Like if that's what the book she's says, doing whatever the book says. Yeah. She's so she's staring at the recipe. If she clearly was staring at it, she would see that it wasn't for applesauce. Yeah. Um, but the the scene where she's running around looking for the cinnamon is super long it's just it's so long she's like checks like six different places for this cinnamon and the page has already flipped so it's like very weird why they did that um and she feeds it to the husband and the husband's like oh this is is great and then he's like i'll pack your lunch and he takes it to work where he works at a, a bio research lab where they do conduct experiments animal, on animals. animal abuse that's an animal abuse lab. and he feeds the duck the applesauce or the monkey gets the wait so what her crazy concoction is what creates the gold it's the catalyst now for yes the nonsense um so he throws she packs him a lunch with it he throws it out the monkey in the cage picks it up and feeds it to the duck the duck eats it they have like these brain tests the duck's an idiot somehow they pick him up basically throw him to the ground he wanders into radiology and gets radioactive shit and then starts laying Spider-Man. these eggs like 25 minutes later starts lays the first mm-hmm. golden egg um i don't know if you want to chime it's, in with anything it does take a long time for it to develop but so I'm, like, I'm guessing it's a typical disney movie at that point an hour and a half yeah and like the pacing is just weird because it's like a 70s movie so like it's i i can't say it's enough it is so boring yeah like they they have like and it's I think it's all these movies or even like my unidentified flying oddball. Like it has great scenes that are like funny, like the applesauce scene and like that. But then it's just like, in between that, that, they don't know how to direct a movie still. And they're like, well, let's have her do this for 20 minutes. (laughs) It's just like, let's have like the neighbor, they go to the neighbor's yard, the duck jumps the the pool scene in a, the pool and the neighbor's trying to get out like get that fucking dog out of my pool and it's like ah, <laughs> this is hilarious and but then the, the dog jumps in and then he falls in and then and then they're swimming in the pool for like six minutes we're like and in, he punches the, he punches the the guy and yeah it's just where in a movie today it would have been like get this duck out of the pool and he would have caught it in a skimmer and flipped it over the yard because it's like the pacing would have been like yeah. we need to move it along but, yeah yeah and what's That's bad how, about it too is I mean, even, they let the dog and the duck in the pool in real life like oh yeah like the duck was biting the shit out of the dog yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the darby o'gill one was the same like i liked it but there i feel like all these older movies have like plot upon plot upon plot where it's like things that you like they're there's the old lady in the Darby O'Gill movie that's like the neighbor and her son's like the bad guy. 
she doesn't need to be there whatsoever. Mm, like, I think man. she's there like three different times. Well, that's so, like, this movie has his she, friend, his greedy friend. Who's yeah, which is played his by the guy from MASH. Been, yeah. Which it, guy? Uh, not the main guy, but the other surgeon. That, like, okay, the, the younger dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I couldn't – they end up keeping the duck and trying to go find the duck uh, because their son loved it. Wanted a puppy. They couldn't afford a puppy. He brings a duck home. He loves the duck. And then the wife sells the duck the night he realizes that the golden eggs. And that scene was fine. They, he, they, they sell it to a farmer, and it's in his backyard with a million other ducks. Um, that's kind of the, he goes to his boss talking about, oh, is this possible? And <clears throat> they reference Aesop fables a lot about the golden egg and greed. And anyway, they end up taking it to different refineries. Um, the gold, the gold eggs, gold. yeah. The, the bank won't eggs. take it. So the, the, the egg's not gold. It's the, the yolk when, they, when you crack it, the yolk is, old, is gold. Um, and they get $900 a piece, and the wife. They know that there'll be questions if the guys do it, but since the wife is pretty, they kind of won't believe her. And then that leads to the treasury scene, which I just want to share the screen here um, <clears throat> because this is some of the most racist shit I have ever seen. Um, and you guys might be able to hear it. You don't need to say it. You might be able to hear it. Um, but it's it's the the head of the treasury talking to somebody on the phone, and then it's like all the other European countries – uh, so if you want to see the racism and you can't hear it, it's that the million dollar duck at the fifty five fifty mark. Yep. Um, and it shows up there. again. So here it yeah, comes. Yeah, they do it a couple times. Here it comes. Pay attention to this top corner if you can. It's going to be a Asian man. Of course it is. <laughs> and it's just like the most racist well, like stereotypical yeah. shit did this one have the warning before yeah well how's this about to say I that so. almost all these movies have like a little warning now It'll be yeah like, it said oh, it, it, i had it for darby time. o'gill yeah. yeah it's um because one of the other ones i was gonna watch had it but i didn't watch it because it was the one that was recommended after my first movie. It was this program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions. Yeah, almost every one of these movies has that. Like, so the the neighbor's got the neighbor ends up working for the IRS, and you know it's just like typical like shit. They have a shitty car, so it pisses the neighbor off. And there's these younger kids that there's like so amazing. much like the younger kids are great though because they call yeah. them like fascist. Yeah, one yeah. point they call them Hitlers. Like, yeah, Hitlers. <laughs> like, they're just like beatnik typical kids driving around like a dune buggy. So, but, um, yeah, then, yeah, the neighbor finds out about the eggs. And so, the, the way, so the way to make that they figure out how to make the duck lay oh, eggs yeah, on command is that they realize the dog barked and the egg hatched the, the duck laid an egg every time there's a bark every yeah. time there's a bark so they're barking at this duck the humans are the yeah. humans are and they find the right pitch to make them lay an egg and yeah just just add more com- comedies of it and so the entire time the dad's a shit dad he does not he's like the duck's name is charlie and he's like oh i worried about charlie and like the son's all upset and then like the, him and the wife check in the room and they're like you're right. He'll he'll get cold. The window's open, so they close the window, and he puts the cover over the duck only. 
<laughs> and like all this other shit happens and he's only worried about his duck. his duck obviously then there's like the last 10 minutes there's a scene where on the roof and they lay a ladder because they're running from everybody oh, hold on hold on hold on you're you skipping wanna, a lot you, am you, I, just am skipped, I? you skipped like 20 minutes of Good. amazing you, do, you take you take this part all right because there's of a amazing. lot there's a lot here of cgi and classic uh 1970s at movies where there's a, there's a fast scene where they clearly do it in slow motion and then yeah. speed it up. Uh, um, yeah, they all had that, I think. So the, the duck and the kid run away because the government's like, give us the duck. And the dad's just like, all right, we can't hide anymore. The kid overhears it. Now the kid has no idea the, goot, the duck actually lays gold eggs. So he's just like, what are these idiots talking about? They just want Charlie. So he, he literally goes on the roof, throws the duck off the roof. Like they show it. Like there's no animal cruelty laws. So it just yeah. throws the duck off the roof and then he climbs on the tree and he's out. Like they peace out government goes up well there's also a weird scene rp i don't remember where the dad's like all right you can go upstairs and the government agent's like i'm gonna go check and the mom's like i'm gonna go yeah and then he's like i'll go with you and the mom's like i'm not going upstairs with a strange man mm-hmm. and the dad's, like, the dad's <laughs> like yeah fuck it go i don't care <laughs> <laughs> like just go up with them which i don't, I don't know that. what their plan was because for their knowledge the duck was upstairs so he was just going to let them have the duck yeah i think he was just giving up at that point because even after that he just he gives up like eight more times after that mm-hmm. but so the kid and the duck are riding their bike typical just on their way out government jumps in their car uh mom dad jump in their car at this point they have like a lamborghini because of all the gold eggs so they're flying around yeah, the the greedy friend bought the Lamborghini that yeah. the dad was wanted That's to get. Right. Yeah, the lawyer was just pointless. I hated that character, so I'm not yeah, gonna talk about him. Yeah. So, uh, chasing the kid, uh, jumps in the back of a, a van. He's in the in the fucking washing machine looking out. The government's <laughs> like, "Oh shit, there he is!" Because all you see is the duck, rock, 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 yeah, like popping like, out. <laughs> it's just there was some ridiculous shit. So then, and then the truck pulls over, and the kid. Then they dump, jump in a dumpster and they're in the dumpster. And then the truck picks the dumpster, puts it in the back of the dumpster. So this is another one of my favorite parts where, again, he, he just fucking throws the duck off this moving dumpster. Like, he throws it. Like, there's no, like, oh, be careful. He's just like, fuck it. And then they show him jumping off. Like, this truck's like, it has to be doing like 40, 50. And he's just like, ah. And then it cuts. And he's just like on the ground, fine. <laughs> it just gets up, starts rubbing. Um... And then that's it. It's just a continuous chase scene. So then I don't, and then I think there's like a car accident. So then the parents jump into a utility truck where, uh, like how they fix utility lines. So the yeah. thing goes up the, in the back. The cherry picker thing. Yeah, the cherry picker. There you go. So there's the one scene in there. I don't know if you saw it where he's like, the dad's like looks at the ground and it's just pavement. They just, they just, videotape pavement moving really fast because like yeah, that's they, his alternative is to jump on the ground and it's like two or three seconds where it's just yeah like, oh, there's no. some great shots like by great i mean just like awful where they show uh, the, obviously it's the mom and the lawyer driving and the dad is getting a cherry picker because why the fuck not so he's in this thing this thing's going up and they're driving and they're about to go under a low bridge. And all of a sudden, like, he just happens to fall down real quick. Like, a lot of those close, like, oh, no, look out. And then, but at one point, they show it driving. And it's so obviously a mannequin. And, like, oh, yeah. I hate that I'm, like, ripping these movies apart because the 70s. But it's just, so, like, it's just, like, a mannequin with his arms, like, straight out. And it's supposed to be the dad. They're driving. <laughs> and the mannequin's just, like, clearly the fakest looking thing ever. Um, 
the kid eventually runs into the hippie friends who find out that the government's trying to take the duck. So that's why they, he helps them. Because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, the government's, the man's trying to take your duck. And so they're... Well, they were, they did help. They were hanging with them beforehand. Yeah, the, I mean, they the were around. But once, green and yeah, once, shit. But once they so found weird. out the man was trying to get the duck, that was mm-hmm. it. So they go to um, like a parking garage, go all the way to the top. The mom, dad, and the lawyer find them. And then the government, they all kind of converge at the same time. So the two hippies, the duck and the kid, are all the way at the top of this park garage. And they're trying to get away. And they need to get across to this other building. And this is where this ladder comes in. Why was a ladder on a roof that that there's nothing to fix on it with a ladder on the roof? Yeah, so they you're like all right they're gonna climb down wrong they put the ladder across to the other building and they're like go ahead tommy go like go so this kid this duck are going across from building the building on this rickety wooden thing and like me and my wife are watching i'm like this is a disney like i'm getting anxiety watching it because you know you're like this kid's gonna fucking die the two hippies are like go go you're good you got this so then it starts to crack in the middle and then it at, it falls at one point like they show the kid on it it falls but it happens to catch to like the next floor down so the dad shows up and realizes like oh i love my son like it took this long and the kid almost dying to be like i love my son yeah the we're thought, like the hour and like 20, sh- 25 like minute sh- mark he was a shitty dad there I yeah time, right? he just wanted the gold that's all i cared about so he climbs down he's like uh billy or whatever i don't even know the kid's name gonna care he's like billy give me your <laughs> hand and the kid's like no i hate you you're a terrible dad da, da, da. the the ladder cracks a second later he's like ah, ah take my hand <laughs> it's the quickest like, turnaround and every it's daddy i love you that's yeah. what he says daddy i love you and yeah. then he doesn't say what's weird to me is is you, you know typically when you're it's just like weird he's just everything is daddy Daddy, daddy, no. Daddy, no, it was just like, that, it was just it. so fucking funny where he's just like, I hate you. Dad, I love you. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was the quickest turnaround I've ever seen in my life. Like, he was just like, hurry up, grab my hand. Yeah. And like, it was a dramatic, like, finger and finger. Are they going to touch? I think they might not get yeah. there. And then the ladder collapses, and all of a sudden, like, he's, he has his whole arm. <laughs> yeah. He's like, my boy. I love yeah. you, my boy. So then at the end, the, the government takes the duck. They put it in a metal cage with armored guards and bring it to court because the lawyer friend did, like, figure out that it was, like, property. I don't, like, there was some weird shit going on. But so they bring this duck into court in, like, a metal giant cage, like, so this duck couldn't escape. Um, and they're basically like, oh, like, this duck lays golden eggs and the judge is like ah poppycock i don't believe you like make it happen so the, the, they're all barking at it um but it's not the right pitch as rp said it had to be a certain like woof 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 and they're all going bark, bark, bark. um so it's hey, not like it's that scene made me laugh because the the neighbor when he the first neighbor. does it he's like Ruff. yeah and he was so Ruff. happy about it i got this yeah and he's like i made him do it and he didn't make the duck yeah. do it it was the um, dog actually barking that made him so then the um, the movie ends. The du- the judge says there's nothing to go to jail here for. Well, so hold on. Have See, to hold pay. on. Whoa, whoa. Did you watch this movie, RP? I did, because he says you're going to have to pay. Oh, well, okay. You're right. Oh, go see? Uh-huh. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, 
This movie is just so irrelevant to me that I don't even care. <laughs> Apparently, I was more invested in this movie than I, I realized. It took, I watched this movie in six sittings. Really? The other six? movie? Six? <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they all took me two. I'm not going to lie, but six is excessive. Well, because I would watch like 20 movie. minutes, and then we had to go somewhere, come back, do something. I else. fell asleep. Both movies I watched, I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> all right, so the judge, throughout the movie, they kind of said at one point, the duck may lose his radioactivity. Which so, I was waiting for. I was waiting for that yeah. to happen, and the, the mob just make that shit applesauce again. Yeah, they were just kind of like, they teased it a bunch of times, and there was opportunities where it could have happened. But at the end, the judge is like, oh, like, make it lay a golden egg, and the, the neighbor's barking at it. And then the, the dad's just like, I'll, I'll make it lay a golden egg. Like, I'm just over it. He just wants to be with his family. Whatever happens, happens. Like, he doesn't care about the duck anymore. Like, go with the government make gold so he barks at least go an egg crack it open surprise surprise no gold like it's radioactivity has run out the judge is like all right i don't see no gold here it's a regular duck give it to the family and is heavily invested in the family apparently because he gets down for the pedestal brings the duck hands it to little boy he's like here you go little boy like i'm like this judge is way too involved in this so he says some other shit <laughs> here just, just the dad's like I was wrong, boy. Yeah, like it, it becomes wrong. this big family moment in the middle of like this grand jury because <laughs> a, a second ago they were walking in with like eight armored guards and TV outside. But so yeah, so at the end the dad realized he loved his son more than being rich. But they also said that he'd keep all the money. So I don't... Like, he said, but they have to pay income tax on Yeah, it. that was it. Like but, that was So like, the movie is also a lie and a sham because it's called Million Dollar Duck and they only make $41,000. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one other bit that I will forty one thousand dollar duck doesn't have a ring to it. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It was a fifty grand duck, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, the one more scene that I actually I actually found comical. This was kind of really the only thing was when the wife kept seeing the neighbor spying on them. But like every <laughs> scene, it was like the wife bending over, and it was just that that made me laugh. But yeah. that was kind of the only thing that actually made me laugh. Like I did not enjoy this movie at all. Yeah, the government neighbor was trying to spy and see what they were up to at that point i don't think he knew about the gold egg Mm. he just knew they were up to something he thought they were procuring gold illegally somehow so he was i'd always like look he climbed a tree to like look in their house and uh but the wife was like bending over doing something and then (laughs) his wife saw him it was like you're an old pervert or whatever he falls out (laughs) and then he falls out of the tree it was fine like this is not a good movie it's boring Mm-hmm. but it's, it's not like it's not horrible like i wouldn't say oh my god that movie mm-hmm. was terrible it's just boring and it's just like okay this is like a fine movie for people that are interested in the u.s treasury i guess and what could happen if a duck laid golden eggs but there's no like family element to it there's no really no humor no kid appeal to it it's it's not good agreed so it's <laughs> a 17 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah i give it a two out of ten it's yeah just... i give it a one um it's dated that's it all right so that was our second movie um bob what's yours so this was actually the first one i watched but i got so excited about darby or gill that wait i talked about that one first um so the first one i watched i kind of just went into old movies like i went into all movies on disney plus and just kind of went down yeah that's how that's how i did it too and would like read the descriptions and stuff like that so i was just alphabetical so i find the castaway cowboy Yep, I was going to watch that. I was going to watch yeah. that. So, I mean, it's it's just a Western, really. Um, 
I'll share my screen now. I'm going to read the thing, but I, so for both movies, I got the, um, the theatrical poster. I found it online. And the one for this one, it just makes me laugh because it really doesn't tell you anything. Uh, I mean, similar to the Darby O'Gill one, but the Darby O'Gill one had like a painting. Like you see Sean Connery, you see like a bunch of people. They'll see the Castaway Cowboy in a second. So Castaway, Castaway Cowboys, 1974, James Garner, um, who yeah, he's from. Um, you probably know as the old man in the notebook. And he's also eight simple rules. He's the grandpa. Okay. Uh, plays a Shanghai Texan. Forced to jump ship in the waters off, I believe it's pronounced Kauai, which is a Hawaiian island, only to be rescued by a 12-year-old boy. While he waits to return home, the cowboy helps defend his rescuer's family from an unscrupulous businessman and an evil witch doctor. Right? So businessman-witch-doctor combo is what really sold me. Like, how many villains can you have in this movie? Um, So that's the description. And then I think this is the poster, right? So just big island adventure is like the whole whole appeal. And then you just see uh, a waterfall. It's actually a cool poster. Is all it's really giving you for Castaway Cowboy. All right, which is really all that happens in Castaway Cowboy. There's not much going on. It's a fairly boring movie. Um, do you guys know what it means to be Shanghai? That means I kind of picked up and kind of flung into something, right? Like Shanghai means that you were forced to work on a boat. Like a, oh. a like a so I didn't know that and I had to look it up afterwards. Because the dude's from Texas, right? Uh what's his I have to look and see what it remember his name. Um Lincoln Costain is a Texan, Texas cowboy. And the entire time he's talking about how he's from Texas and they talk about how he like jumped off this ship and he's trying to get back to Texas. And I can't make sense of why this guy from Texas is anywhere fucking close to Hawaii. And they don't ever acknowledge that or say anything. So I had to look up what Shanghai meant. So I thought Shanghai just meant that he was like marooned. Like I thought it was the same kind of thing. And it means he, so he was forced to work on this ship and then he like jumped ship in Hawaii and ends up on this island. And he gets uh, picked up by... So, like, three minutes in, he is just in the surf. He's, he's in, in the water. He's, like, almost drowned. And this little, this little white kid, because it's a Hawaiian island, so obviously the main characters are all white, and the Hawaiians are, play backup roles. Bootin McAvoy, this kid's name, he finds him, and then the McAvoy... Bootin and his mother take him in, and they like run this farm on the island and they uh it's basically like they 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 employ a bunch of hawaiians and the hawaiians are just portrayed as like they they can't do work they just like want to have fun all the time and joke and laugh it's very racist like Hawaii. most of the movie and so you have you have Lincoln Costain you have Booten McAvoy and you have Mrs McAvoy and it's just a western like at one point there's a bull in the garden and it becomes like this, so this super intense like Western music plays and you don't know it's going to gonna be there. And there's just like a bull in their garden. And she's like, this is the problem. They all, we can't control these animals. So then, spoiler alert, Costain is going to teach them how to be cowboys so that they can sell these steers instead of selling their crops. And the guy who's trying to bang Mrs. McAvoy is the businessman. He doesn't want this to happen because she's going to make money and not need him. And then there's like at two points in the movie, there's a mysterious character in the background. And at two points in the movie, it's a different person. So they do that twice where it's like the one point I'm like, who is that guy? And then he goes and reports to uh, Bryson, I think is like the bad guy, like the, 
the rich guy who's trying to take the 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 farm basically and marry her and then another time it's Malakoma and Malakoma is the witch doctor so the extent of the movie is Booten teaching them all to be cowboys and he can't handle the fact that uh that the Hawaiians don't want to try at all when the first it's actually pretty interesting when the when the first bull shows up they don't know how to get it get rid of him so they just pull out a cannon I don't really know where it came from. I guess it <laughs> fell off a ship. But, like, the Hawaiians just, like, go into, like, a, a thing and pull out a cannon and start, like, loading it up with, like, powder and, like, pieces of wood. And they just set the cannon off to, like, surprise him and, like, scare the bull. And it's very confusing as to what's going on. So I'm, like, looking at my notes really, really quickly. Are there any, like, funny parts? I mean, teaching a bunch of Hawaiians to be cowboys – well, the, the Hawaiians are just like, like they're, they're like stereotypical like portrayals of Hawaiians. Like they don't talk, they don't really do. Like they just like laugh and giggle, and they're like, "Oh yeah, boss, we'll do it, boss. Whatever you say, boss." And then, uh, so like when the when the cattle first comes, right? Boot, Booten's the little kid. Costain is like, "I'll get rid of it," and he like w- grabs a rope and like swings it over his head, and all the all the cattle like leave, and that's all it takes, except oh, for perfect. one that like charges the little kid. So the big issue becomes like, yeah, they, they, he's going to leave because the, these Hawaiians, they can't do anything. They go – the one day they're supposed to be working and they go to the waterfall and they're playing around and boot, Costain ends up in the water and he's all grumpy about it. Like it's just like really stupid and like boring. <laughs> um, I wrote like all the Hawaiians are portrayed as goofy people who just want to laugh and are too dumb to figure things out. Like they can't figure out how to get up on a horse. Like they'll climb up on a, they climb up on the horse and fall off the other side. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these crazy and, and Costain's like shaking his head, like, oh, this'll never work. I'll never be able to pull this off. So he's like, I'm gonna leave. And uh he's he leaves without saying goodbye to the little kid whose name he says wrong the entire thing. It's like a bit every time. He's like, Hey Bolton. He's like, My name's Bootin. <laughs> hey Bootin. He's like, That's Bootin. So he doesn't say bye to the little kid. And the mom's like, you should say bye. He's like, that'll just complicate things. Like a real class act. And then the next scene, he's like playing poker. In like waiting for like a ship to come, I guess. He's playing poker. And in typical like Western fashion, he wins the hand. And the guy's like, all right, I'm out. I got nothing left to bet. And he's like, you do have something. And the next scene, you see him. And he's like winning the guy's cowboy hat. And he's like putting it on and like fixing it up and making it a cow. And I'm like, oh, because he's a cowboy. And he was a cowboy all along, of course. So then he's getting ready to leave. Booten hits him with his own line, which is like, uh, you don't stop working until it's dark or the dinner bell rings and I don't hear a bell. He says that to Booten earlier in the movie and then he pulls it back. So he stays and he, he gets everything to happen. I wrote fucking classic when that happened. <laughs> he really killed it. <clears throat> you had a cowboy montage where all the people start, all the, the Hawaiians start to figure out how to work with like really bad special effects. Like at one point it's like a point of view picture of like a guy, like you're, you're the camera's like riding the horse and you like see in front of it, which is like a weird perspective to have just dropped into the middle of the movie and then cut away from. And then out of nowhere, Malakoma, the, the witch doctor, starts working with Bryson because he, like, pays him to, to get rid of Costain. And the one Hawaiian chemo, there's, like, like cattle. And Costain's like, go get, the, go get him. 
go get that one. Go ahead, chemo. Go ahead. And he's like sweating real hard and you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and then he just falls off the horse. Was he and sweating from like what he was doing or just sweating? He's sweating. And I was like, is he nervous? Like, why is he sweating? And he, you know, they don't explain it. He falls off the horse. And then you find out that Malakoma like put a spell on this dude. Um, they don't like even allude to that. All they have is like the weird exchange between Bryson and Malakoma. And the next scene, chemo is dead. Maybe like, you don't even know what he is. Is he dead? <laughs> he's like in a trance. His eyes are wide open. So then, so I was going to say that I only asked that because in like both the other movies I watched, there was just people randomly just sweating. Sweating. So earlier in the movie, Malakoma comes up and is like picking a fight with Costain. He like throws a spear at him and he like dodges it and cuts his arm. And then Costain and him like fight and Malakoma knocks him on the ground and they like, he like backs off like being fair and Costain gets up and punches him in the face. And it's like, all right, now don't come back here. I'm like, you didn't win that fight. Like, that was, that was a cheap shot. <laughs> so now he goes into his witch doctor cave, and he fights him down there. And he gets him to come up and save Chemo. And then uh, the big, like, issue is they can now they can wrangle the, the cattle. Bryson gets a guy to, to form a stampede, and all the cattle, like, destroy the entire village, or their little, like, village. And then they, they figure it out. They get the cattle back. And they, but they, it's how can you get the cattle to the ships? Cause the ships can't get too close because of the, the reef. So they like put them on a platform, like a raft and the raft like capsizes and the cattle like swim and they start like lassoing the cattle while they're in the water, like swimming for their lives. And it looks like a lot like animal cruelty and the, the bulls are like screaming and it's like uncomfortable to watch because they're so loud and they don't sound like they're having a good time. And Costain's like, I think I got it. And that's his plan. So then at the end of the movie, it's like, will it work? Will it work? So the ship comes and they make the deal. And Mrs. McAvoy is like, in, like hardballing the guy who wants to buy the cattle. And then they just tie a bunch of these bulls onto the side of like a ship, like, like a boat. And then they, they take that boat out to the ship. So the cattle are like swimming for their lives like screaming and they're like, yeah, we made some money. And they're like high-fiving and stuff like that. And that's basically, and then Costain says, of course, I'm going to stick around. And he says Booten's name right at the end. Like everything was super formulaic. It was very boring. I'm not a big Western guy to begin with. Fucking awful. <laughs> it, it was awful. It was, it was terrible. I'm very glad I didn't watch it. Uh, it had a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's why I did it. Uh, no, I just looked it up. It had less than that when I just looked it up. Oh, did it? Maybe yeah. I misread it. Then. I, I looked. I looked <laughs> it up. Bob just gave it. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I went it, to. I looked um, it up while we were while we were talking earlier because you you looked yours up and I wanted to get an idea. It is a thirty two percent on Rotten. Oh, it does shit. Uh, because I clicked on that movie about eight times because I wanted to watch it. The mm. only threshold for me was like time and i didn't want to watch anything over an hour and a half and i don't know where that it's um, an hour and 31 minutes yeah maybe i just didn't watch it then you didn't want that extra minute that's what it i was. guess yeah uh no, yeah it's that bad. sounds like, it's bad, just bad. it's bad like it's not funny it's not like the only thing that was like funny about it is sitting there and like picking it apart mm -hmm. but like nothing about it is like oh that's cool that sounds awesome. Yeah, that like sounded, it, there was I want, nothing. I want to stop you from describing it. So maybe that's <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's why Darby O'Gill I enjoyed so much because it had actual 
stuff happening. By, yeah, by by comparison, it was, I mean, was that that fucking. I didn't want to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the movie had plot, but what what was this movie like? Geared like what was the theme? It was like, West. Was it, just, dude, it's like, like nineteen. Drama? I think it's nineteen sixty nine or nineteen seventy six or something like that. I said nineteen seventy four. Mm. So I think they were just like, all right, we're going to capitalize on westerns. It, in, in my head, we're going to capitalize on Westerns, and whoever made the movie was like, I'd really like to film a movie in Hawaii. In Hawaii, yeah. in Hawaii. Because they filmed it in Hawaii. Like, I did research afterwards. So, I, that's all I think happened. Is they I mean, like, I'll, hey, let's do a, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Hawaii. Like, back then, there was original ideas that were fucking crazy. Now we get a lot of, like, blockbuster stuff that's like, okay, IP-driven superhero, blah, 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 blah. It I just mean, wasn't enjoyable at all. Like, I, there was nothing yeah. about it. Well, it missed the mark. It, it could have been probably, like, somewhat cool if it was done right, but that sounds fucking I did. There's, a little, like, little things I noticed. One, all these bulls are, like, wild, right? Like, they're just roaming the island, and one was branded. Oh, really? <laughs> like, it's just, like, very obvious. Yeah, no, I'm just, like, looking at my notes. It, <laughs> it was just really bad. That's awful. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed the first one, and the first one actually sounds somewhat enjoyable. I'm, I'm just glad that everyone had shitty ones. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah, like everybody wasted some of their time. Yeah. Because yes. I, I, I'd watch another one. It was awful. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll lead into mine. Last one. That is horrible. Um. I still might watch it. I, I saw sh- it on your list. I you think I should. Still might watch it. What um, was it? So I watched the Shaggy DA, which is a 1976 sequel to the 1959 the Shaggy movie, Dog. The Shaggy Dog. But is it actually a sequel, or is it's it just sequel. like because like are they related? It's a different name. Yeah, they are related because this one he's running as district attorney. I, but it's not the same. To, no, it's not the same guy, though. It's not the same actor, but it's supposed to be the same it's guy. It's not listed as the same character. I'm just saying. I'm saying, so this, because this is what I looked into. So the shaggy dog, the dude's name is Wilson Daniels. And this guy's name is Daniel Wilson. His this name is, Will is Wilby Daniels because they're right next to each other. So I looked so at both of their says, descriptions. He says at the part. When I was a teenager, I turned into a shaggy dog. The next door neighbor's shaggy dog. Is this maybe the third? Is this it says a sequel? It's a sequel? Yeah, because yeah. in the shaggy or could dog, could this be the third one in the series? Could the shaggy dog be like a the shaggy dog? It says the postman turns into a. Yeah, so that's what he said. I mean, I'd never seen the shaggy yeah, this dog. Might have been like part three or four of the series. Maybe. Um, so this was released in December seventeenth, nineteen seventy-six. Directed by Robert Stevenson, who also did Mary Poppins. Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Old Yeller, and a movie I was going to watch, Blackbeard's Ghost. Written by Don Tates, who also did the unidentifiable, what the fuck, unidentifiable flying flying oddball. Flying oddball. And starred Dean Jones, Tim Conway, who I actually like. I think he's funny. Uh, Keenan Wynn and Dick Van Patten. And the synopsis of the film is... When successful lawyer Wilby Daniels, played by Dean Jones from Million Dollar Duck, returns from vacation to find his home has been burglarized, he decides to clean up the town by running against the corrupt John Slade, 
played by Keenan Wynn in the upcoming district attorney election. However, just as Wilby begins his campaign, he learns that a ring has been stolen from a museum and has the power to turn him temporarily into a sheepdog. Knowing he could transform at any moment, Wilby attempts to win the election. It's a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. It made $10.5 million, which is about $48 million now. And the taglines are laughter by the pound, and you'll roll over, sit up, and beg for more. I can tell you, I did not beg for more. <laughs> the movie starts off with these two people packing up the neighbor's house. It's a moving company. The next-door neighbor comes out and gives them a beer, which I was surprised to see. And it turns out that they were thieves. They robbed the house. They come home. He's like, oh, this is blah, 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 blah. I'm going to run for DA. And then he's like, no, no, no. They go to sleep. There is. So while they're asleep, they get robbed again. And it's just this hand in a black glove just slowly takes the clothes from their closet, the blanket that's covering them. And that's like kind of it. And then the next scene, they call the police department again. And they're just in their pajamas at the neighbor's house. So the dist- a scene happens that he announces he's running. The district attorney gets wind of this and says, like, oh, I got competition. So he picks up the phone and he picks up not only his phone, but a secret Batman phone to the bad guy who is in charge of all the robberies. And it looks like this that he puts out on this desk. It's a little box. So that happens and they go, okay, okay, you know, is this guy going to be bad for me? Because of like, I'm obviously I'm like robbing the houses, yada, yada, yada. Um, so then they go, he, he sends his henchmen back out to steal more and they go to this museum where the ring that has an inscription on it that does turn the shaggy dog, it's, it's connected to, to Wilby somehow, that if it's said, he will turn it to the shaggy dog. It's this really safeguarded ring they're on a museum tour that they steal no problem. They have absolutely no problem stealing this ring. So he brings it back to the boss. Uh, the boss goes, I don't want this. Try and get rid of it. So he brings it up to the ice cream man, which I can stop sharing at this point. For, uh, I'll just keep sharing. He brings it up to the ice cream man. And he goes, uh, he puts on an accent. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, in, I'm on here on sabbatical. Uh, want to buy this family heirloom for $500 and the ice cream man goes $500 he's like all right how about five so he goes from 500 to five dollars like that the guy obviously buys the ring the ice cream man he sells it to also has a shaggy dog so naturally you know you understand what's going to happen so he, oh, he's like oh how about this there's a, an inscription on the ring he says it mid-press conference. Um, he starts to turn into a shaggy dog. And it's pretty horrifying. So when he says it, the ice cream man says it, his dog here, um, you might not be able to say it, but it starts to fade away. And oh, then no. Wilby turns into the shaggy dog. And it's fucking just crazy this first one's not too bad um but it gets worse so i know you said it'll skip is that a boy or a girl by the way this little child that's a boy that's his son okay (laughs) and it's just this awful transition of human to dog that is just it's just horrible so naturally he's on tv at this moment and then they come the cameras come in and 
uh, where'd he go? He runs out and he comes back and he turns. So the more you say it, the longer he stays the shaggy dog. Um, but what I don't understand is that while he's a shaggy dog, he can understand other dogs and humans can hear him talk. But when he's, which doesn't really make sense because you should be able to kind of across the board um, as a dog, be able to understand dogs or what, what have you. So mm -hmm. he, long story short, he gets transformed again. He ends up, the ice cream man finds him, puts him in his car, hears him talking. We're going to be rich. We're going to be famous. Uh, and he takes him to the, this bar and he's like, I bet you $20 that my dog can talk. And he's like, no dogs. But by this point, the dog had already come back and he had turned back into a human. So, oh, while so does he go back and forth yeah. between a dog and a human? Yeah. So this is all during his DA campaign. Um, the dog, when he turns back into a human, the dog reappears where he is, but he stays where he's at. So he doesn't go back to where he turned. And this was the second transformation that's fucking horrifying. This is it. This is when he's slowly turning back. Um, and it's, it's him with a dog snout and like kind of fuzz all over his body and he's in a suit. Um, it's like I said, it's incredibly horrifying. This is what made, but what gave me the decision to watch this movie. Um, <laughs> So the picture, yeah, the picture is like a dog, a dog in like a, a trench coat with like glasses on. Yeah. Plus. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of a couple of these. Scenes. I think that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the. That's that was the that was the. That, so it's a it's a dog again dressed like Raphael <laughs> and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. and that was enough for me to like, <laughs> I'm gonna watch this. So. Um, <laughs> it broke Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh that God. picture is very funny, and I wanted to watch the movie because of it. It's like in an embrace with a woman. It's just... So that's, that's, his, that's his wife. So what also oh. is fascinating about this is the son watches him transform, and then the wife walks in, because after this point, he already told them about it. And they're like, oh, don't be silly. And then they're like, he's like, no, that's, that's like him. And they are not like, oh, my God, my husband's a dog, they're just, or my dad's a dog. They're just like, yeah, that's dad. Like, nothing so then he turns back he leaves i have so many notes um but it's like basically every gimmick that you can think of is what happens so the dog transforms again and and they get thrown out of the bar he, he doubles the money gets him thrown out of the bar he has a speech at like this women's conference he obviously turns into the dog at that point the ice cream man bought this ring for this lady that he likes but she's not into him at all and then she was wearing the ring and lost it in one of the pies that they were making that oh, was a wow. special order for current DA's fundraiser of a pie auction. How that makes, how's that a thing, whatever. So a pie fight ensues. Um, <laughs> then they find out that um, they go to the, whatever reason they go to the, the police office, the police station kind of looking for the ring as well. Uh, he turns into the dog again there, and this is when the DA's henchman catches on to it. So they return the ring to the guy who owns the museum, who runs the museum. And somehow, which is a common theme in this movie, the DA's henchman walks in while the, the museum orchestra, uh, curator has the ring in his hand talking to a police officer. The very next scene, he's back in the DA's office with the ring in hand they don't show you how he gets it they don't show you anything so this is where he says it again he says the he says the this is the da by the way he's got a guy with like a burly yeah, he's mustache. got like a big mustache like a typical 
bad guy. And he said, hey, is this your ring? So he's turned into the dog. And I know it will be Skippy, but he, the dog runs away and sucker punches the sidekick. And it's fucking hilarious because it's clearly a guy in a costume. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Uh, no, nah, uh, I can imagine. Uh, no, and, then, and you can't see it, so I'm just going to imagine. I'm a big fan of the idea, though. Um, so then there's this other scene where he scales down a window. Um, and I'm just going to pause it. I'm, I know it's Skip, so I'm going to pause it when it gets to it. But this is it. I don't oh, know if you can see. <laughs> so the dog so jumps like the out dog the window like on a normal, rope. Normal legs. It's like gripping a rope. It's a human being in a dog costume. Um, uh-huh. And it's like, fucking... like feet, like the... Yeah, Bob and he like bangs into the <laughs> So then naturally now everybody's after the dog because the DA has the cops, uh, the the pound after him, and it's this old pound guy who sounds like Piglet. He's like, Oh, Mr. D-. It kind of sounds like I'm doing my fucking fuzz bucket. Like fuzz yeah, buckets fuzz, wait, fuzz buckets in this movie? So chaos fucking ensues, dude. There's chaos everywhere. There's cops are ch- there's three cop cars chasing this dog. He goes to a roller derby. Um he he's polite and he knocks on the door um before entering the women's room newspaper yeah you saw that um so everybody's like i said everybody's after him he goes into the roller derby they stop him this is a new pound guy with the traditional large it's like fox catcher thing yeah like um i'm gonna rewind this so you guys can see so here he oh, comes. That's a dog oh. in the roller derby? Oh, yeah, no. so. <laughs> this is him. Oh, man. Wow. He really, he really snaked him. Oh. So it's just a dog so rolling by. It's, it's a, <laughs> dude, I was like, this is awful. This is so funny, though. It's clearly you, a kid. I was going to say, you weren't hilariously laughing this entire time. I need to watch just the end. <laughs> so he's clearly a human being in a costume in a roller derby outfit with fuzzy paws and some scarf over. Scarf I want to also too. acknowledge before you, before you go to another scene, the dog catcher's net takes up a quarter <laughs> of the screen right now. It would have been able to catch three human, all three of us. That's how big it is. So he rolls off. He jumps into the ring. Um, oh, no. So it's just the dog like climbing over the side yeah, to like, get into the roller in. derby ring. I love how the dog is like proportionate to a dog. It's until it's it's clearly a human, but they couldn't even find like a shorter human. It's like no, a it's a foot tall dog. And then the girl uh, that the ice cream man's in love with happens to be in the roller derby and throws the dog, and the dog goes out, up and out, and out the door. Oh no! Um, and into the ice cream machine, into the ice cream van, starts driving. The ice cream van and he the, the tim conway ice cream character gets in the back and he goes whatever you got throw it throw it out the window so he's throwing it and then the cop cars are obviously chasing him and he's throwing the ice cream and tim conway's character is actually funny a lot of what he says is funny he's like you know i actually gotta pay for this stuff and and what have you and uh, the the cop cars hit the ice cream and fucking spin out so badly like they just hit like a like an ice cream cone on the ground and spin out like it's a Mario. Well, it's like a thing. it's like a yeah, basically it's a tub of ice cream, but they spin out like they hit a banana. Um, so now the the car they get away from the cops and they're driving through like a sectioned off like barrier like don't come through. So they're plowing through the barriers. Um, nothing stopping them. 
and then they get stuck here on a little anthill that the car is rocking back and forth and would have clearly um, leaned forward and been fine. It's about two feet off the ground. The dog gets out and goes about his way, and then eventually the pound does catch him. So this is the shit that I felt like I was having a stroke. So the way that they make the dogs talk is that they record them barking, and then they just, when the mouth goes down, they reverse it back up. And they did this for every dog scene. And there's a part in the kennel where they're all talking. And it is hot garbage, man. Um, I'll, I'll play it if you guys can see it. The dog is just going up and down, up and down. And they obviously get out. More chaos kind of ensues. And then they go to his house, tip him off. They use Tim Conway to tip the DA off that the mobster guy might be looking to cut him out of the deal, which then leads them to their warehouse. And it's the loudest tape player ever. They hit play and it just plays like the La Cucaracha, like on, on um, super loud. But then there's also this scene where they're riding the bike um, and you can see him oh, signaling. Oh, He's yeah. making a left turn uh, <laughs> with his left hand. The, the, the humans in the basket and the dog is in his Raphael trench coat. Dude, I love the trench coat look. I um, like that Disney really pushed that a lot. Who else was? Oh, uh, the thing. Fuzz bucket was a trench coat. Yeah, so this thing. would work better. Yeah, and the thing. The thing. Um, <laughs> so that's kind fuzz. of the the plot of what's going on. So Fucking obviously, <laughs> the uh, the. Can we get a fuzz bucket shaggy dog team up movie? We need it. Um, they. So one of the things they allude to, too, is that if you keep saying the message on the ring, if you get obsessed with it yourself, that you can turn into a dog. Oh, no. Oh, uh, something tells me this guy with a yeah. crazy stash is going to turn into a dog. So then they need to catch, they need to catch the bad DA in bed with the, the mobster. So naturally, they find a tape, a tape player, tape recorder in this warehouse of junk. Uh, and the, DA, then the, the shaggy DA sneaks in, records them talking, and runs out and they catch the dog while he's running out and they say, stop him. He's got the tape player in his mouth. So one, the dog runs out. There's nothing in his mouth where even the DA can see that he's recorded their conversation. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, so then obviously chaos ensues. There's fighting. And then when they escape from the pound, he let all these other dogs out um, and they come to the rescue. And then for whatever reason, they get tarred and feathered the good guys while they're escaping um and then they escape and the guy gets fascinated and they blow a red light with with he gets fascinated with the saying he turns into a bulldog and they get pulled over and the da is like first off why would you pull over if you're the da chasing this guy whatever but they pull over and he says just tell him it's business and then the cop rolls up and it's just the bulldog sitting there and the good guys get away and he turns back into a human and now they have the ring and they're good. And then that's kind of the end of the movie. They roll up on these two. Are- does the shaggy dog become the DA? He does. But the thing, this is what's awful about this movie that there's no, this, there's- Wait, this is what's awful. No, I will t- just, I'll tell you, this is what's awful. There is no, they don't show the bad guy getting arrested. They don't show the mob boss getting arrested. They don't show him winning the election. They don't even say he wins the election. He just shows up. It's this scene. These two are together. The ice cream man and the, the lady who had no interest and in him. The roller derby girl. And they're shopping for their engagement party, which Good they never even, she never even liked them. 
and then they have all the dogs that escaped and the movie ends. Nothing is shown. The movie just ends. Um, it was, it was bad. It was not good, but there was a lot of funny moments. Yeah. Um, they're the, all the safe. The dog costume alone redeemed it. It's, it's just like a bullshit ended. And they could have easily wrapped it all up by showing like, oh, he's convicted and he's the new DA. Nothing. None of that. Um, I have so many notes on this and so many things to show you guys that uh, if you guys did watch this, I would come back for a strictly shaggy DA podcast episode. How about um, like a, a whole shaggy dog? Uh, I can't. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> um, but the transformation she- scene is just har- It's horrifying. Um, I'll try and pull it up on my phone so you guys can see it at some point. Uh, but it's literally just transition, 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 and then the dog's like the talking to werewolf, him. like kind of like scream, yeah, like all, like the hair kind of. That's exactly, exactly what, about, what yeah. it, it's just like a transition thing. Um, absolutely, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and I don't know if you guys might be able to see this. All right, Recordiax, you can do this at home as well on your your phone. Just give me time. You Google Shaggy. Uh, we're at. Or if he wants us to watch this so bad. Uh, we're at 25 minutes oh no it's the dogs talking holy shit and then like (laughs) and then like the one dog's like a hound dog and it's like snarling it's just like like you can't see you can see it but rp i'm a big big fan of rp acting things out on the podcast yeah so i really really visual qualities as possible I'm <laughs> really, really, really happy I watched this movie, but it was not good. Um, so yeah, check it out at home. The Shaggy DA. <clears throat> this uh, this the actor- movie was awful. I hate that watch it. <laughs> You're in for a good laugh because the, the the man dressed as the dog is those costumes hilarious. made it. Like- um, when he jumped out of the window, I was laughing so hard. The roller derby scene, the like derby. he's in full costume. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um but yeah that was that was mine and um yeah that was kind of worth it that was the first one i watched and i was like i could talk Ooh. about this movie for a long time but if i were to watch fuzz bucket first i, I don't think i would have wanted to have done this because <laughs> it's just like well, let's not do this one no do no do podcast marvel no do i'm sorry fuzz bucket party boy <laughs> party boy party boy's great uh, so i i'm gonna start calling people party boy yeah. all right marvel wrap it up last right, movie it's gonna be a quick one because i don't want to fucking talk about it um <laughs> i watched gus oh you did watch gus yeah oh, unfortunately no. i watched gus so gus is a quick synopsis is the california adams are in last place with no hope of moving up but by switching the mule from the team mascot to a team member, they start winning and move along. So, uh, their football, it's a football team. They suck. Don Knotts is like the coach, which I was super excited because I love Don Knotts. Don Knotts is like barely in it. He doesn't even do any Don Knotts-y things. Really? Um, he's just kind of there. gang, man. Yeah, I, like I said, I love Don Knotts, but he was just like there. Like, he was almost like a real actor. He wasn't being like, oh, like the usual Don Knotts bullshit. <laughs> um, this was directed, I just found out from you, as the same idiot who directed uh, Million Dollar yeah. Duck, so it makes sense yeah. why it fucking sucks so bad. <laughs> um, this was the number one. Uh, sorry, Marvel. 
I was just fine. saying this was like the number one movie of like worst movies on Disney Plus. This was oh, really? One, so, yeah. I'm glad I didn't read that list. Um, <laughs> Ed Asner was like the team owner. He was fine. Um, Tim Conway was in it. Great. I love Tim Conway. Uh, Dick Van Patten, Bob Crane. So it's like everybody, a couple people from the Shaggy DA. Yeah. Tom, Tom Bosley. Tom Bosley and um, Tim Conway played, played like the bad guys, basically. Like, um, so Ed Asner owned the team, uh, decided to bring in this mule from Albania or something with this. With Yugoslavia. I just looked yeah, it up. Yeah. With his owner. Uh, they come over and they're just like the halftime. Like they don't have like any, their team sucks so bad. No one's even in the stands. They're like, all right, let's at least make a good halftime show. This mule can kick a ball like a hundred yards. They're like, all right, it's a fucking, just a show. Um, does he kick it like with his foot backwards or is he facing Yep, forward? of course he kicks it like a donkey does. Every time he kicks it, it makes like a sound. It's always like. <laughs> no, it's it. actually like, I can picture that sound. Yeah, That's they, very they well show done. it. So they'll, his little buddy who has like some braces, you got to stop an accent be like, all right, kick, kick. And he'll kick the ball. They'll show the donkey like, <laughs> always looks back at him and winks at him sometimes. And then back kicks it. And then you just hear, and then you just see the ball fly through the, the thing. Um, so Ed Asner makes a bet with another, I don't even know who the fuck he is. They just kind of bring him in. I don't know if he's another team owner or oh, he's the owner of the owner. I have no idea, but. The guy's basically like, if you win a Super Bowl, like, I won't fire you and you won't lose your team. So he's like, all right, like, I'll just make this donkey the kicker and we'll never lose because even if we're on the one-yard line, this donkey can kick 100 yards. And it works. Like, their team fucking sucks. But it's, it's, what's funny is they show them playing the Eagles and, like, all these real teams. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, like, they play the Eagles a couple times. They play – I forget who else they play. But then in the Super Bowl, they play some fucking random team, like just clearly another made-up team. So, I, spoiler, they make it to the Super Bowl. Um, nothing happens for like a long time. Um, there's a one football player whose girlfriend is part of like uh, – I don't even know. Like she's part of the football team and she falls and starts to fall in love with the guy who owns the mule. Does anybody fall-, fall in love with the donkey? No, surprisingly. But – so the, the football player, like, hates the Yugoslavian guy, goes to the other team. And there is one funny part, though, where uh, he's the, – the bad football players on the arts team, and he's actually, like, a real football player. I forget who it is. And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And he's about to tackle the mule as he's kicking the field goal. And it ends up kicking the guy, and they just show, like, this dummy fall through <laughs> the fucking goalpost. Like, it's just like he, he kicks he the guy, the guy all like, the way through the goalpost? Yeah, he kicked him all the way through. Like, and it's just this ragdoll dummy that just falls through the goalpost. Like, that That was probably the only funny part. So, the guy hires Tim Conway and the other guy to, like, just basically kidnap the donkey. At one point, they get the donkey drunk. Wait, Johnny so, Unitas is in this movie? Yeah, like, there are some actual football <laughs> players in it. Like, who's the one? I'm trying to look at who the bad guy would be. Johnny Unitas is a big bull. Uh, I don't think it's Tim. As soon as you say the name, I'll recognize it. But they get the they get the donkey drunk at one point. So, like, he basically just falls over instead of kicking a ball. Is it Dick Buckus? Is the bad guy? Yeah. I could see him playing the bad guy. So, they just keep doing shit to, like, harass the donkey from winning. But they keep getting lucky. And then – uh. Then they end up kidnapping the donkey. And that's where, like, the only thing that happens happens is the donkey gets out. 
and runs through a supermarket and it's literally a 25 minute supermarket slapstick nonsense like the donkey's like running up the aisle uh tim conway is getting knocked over in like buckets and buckets are on his head and then he falls in another bucket and he's sitting in a bucket and he's a bucket on his head and all this shit's happening like in every aisle and then there's just people shopping like if they show in our scene there's more ladies just walking like there's not the aisle over this fucking donkey <laughs> destroying this supermarket like nothing's happening um and then at the end they fucking win it's the end it sucks the movie was fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, got even, I literally didn't even watch it really i was on my phone it was so boring like that was me during the million dollar dog yeah, i was kind of on my phone i i tried not to be i and that's why i had to take breaks in both of them yeah million like, dollar duck i watched and then obviously unidentifying oddball was like a pleasant surprise so for these other two to be so bad, I was just bummed out. Yep. <clears throat> so anything else to add about the movie? Any? It was it that bad? It was. Yeah, it was just boring. Like it really was. Like you would. The premise alone is funny. That's was it, it like, worse than Million Dollar Duck? Yeah. 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 Despite the cat, the, the people in it. Yeah, and that's that's like Tim Conway obviously was great in it. Probably yep. just as good as he was in Shaggy Da, but. Dude, I'm telling you, you gotta watch Shaggy Da. It's on my, it was on my honorable mentions list. Yeah, what are some of your honorable mentions? The unidentified flying oddball and Shaggy Da I most got watched. I wrote just it was notes and honorable mentions that I had in this document. So there's a movie called That Darn Cat, which I've Mm. seen before. Yeah, well, there's two. There's one, and then they remade it. So apparently, people, (laughs) the first one must have been good (laughs) because they remade it like. The 2000s, I think it's like the girl from Even Stevens or something like that is like in the second one. And I was just surprised at a movie that I'd never heard of the first time. Came and that the second time? seemed dumb. Yeah, it was remade. So then uh, The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes, which is Kurt Russell. Yeah, and, I almost watched that too. That's so I have, the, I have the descriptions for them and they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty hilarious. So a bumbling Medfield college student is accidentally transformed from half-wit to genius in an electrifying computer mishap. But things go south when gangsters realize he knows the ins and outs of their gambling ring. <laughs> it's like how quickly gangsters got involved in that one. <laughs> so that one has Kurt Russell. Uh, the Ghosts of Buxley Hall, which yep. is from 1980. Yep. When a 100-year-old Buxley Hall Academy finds itself in financial trouble, the friendly ghost inhabiting it took to 13-year-old Cadet Jeremy, heir to a large sum of money, to help reestablish the school dot 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 end their home <laughs> that one pulls um, the hard strings so what i'm thinking is that we should probably if we do this again for well, we talked about doing this again for disney channel movies but maybe we can all watch one of the same because we all kind of circled around some of the same films um and maybe i'll just watch one and talk about that for about it two hours yeah <laughs> there's one more that was considered because but it I didn't watch it because it was it was because you watched Castaway Cowboy. Mm. They threw this one up there, and I hated Castaway Cowboy. But you, the treasure of Matacum. Yep. I don't know how to say the word. The young David Bernie and four friends use a secret map in dangerous search for pirate gold in this post Civil War adventure. I, and the, this the one has time. this one has the warning though. Oh, oh it does. and that's why I was like, I might watch this. Nineteen seventy six. This might be super racist, and I kind of want to see, like, it's post-Civil War. Like, I kind of wanted to see what they were going to do, just how bad it actually was. But yeah, The runtime is, like, compared, two hours and ten minutes, right? 
I don't remember. I think they were all like an hour and a half. I didn't really look at runtime that much. I didn't want to invest that much time. Yeah, that's. that's I would be curious to see. Maybe that's one of the ones I check out too, because I'd be curious to see how racist the movie is. Yeah, I'm gonna start looking for the warnings and and watch a couple of them. (laughs) It should be a search criteria. But like the the Irish one wasn't super like offensive to Irish people. I think the the issue was that the the leprechaun was fucking doing coke. (laughs) Or they drank at one point. They drank. Yeah, they drink a lot in it. But like, it's not like I wasn't. There's a bar fight. I'm it not. Just, uh, yeah, I'm not Irish, but I mean, I am Irish, but like, I'm not from Ireland. I, at no point was like, "Wow, this is super stereotypical." If anything, Castaway Cowboy should have had it because it just made Hawaiian people look like idiots. <laughs> yeah, that's odd that that one doesn't. And like, Castaway Cowboy is set on Hawaii, and all the main characters are white. It's like, oh, these two white people run a farm in Hawaii, and this go. white Texan comes and does this. Yeah, there's no problem there, though. Um, yeah, Jesus. Um, any other honorable mentions out there? No. There's your one ones I wrote them down. I'm well, excited to watch more. Like I, I'm. It's just it's a different time. <laughs> you wanna you wanna buckle us down for a part two of this? Are we gonna do more regular ones? Are we gonna do Disney Channel ones? Are we gonna do I mean, a I mini gotta, episode? That's a Disney Channel one. If we get if we do a part two, we're gonna have to figure out a format. Yeah, we'll have to all watch the same movie. As fun as this was, like it yeah. would have been more fun. I don't. I, it's fun for us. There's going to be people who've watched none of these movies. I don't know how entertaining this is going to be to listen to. Now <laughs> uh, this one was to, entertaining to, for me. To, so uh, this one us, might be yeah, a, that's a, what I'm saying. Bucket. Exactly. Like there's going to be people listening to us describe seven different movies on a podcast and be like, I've never seen any of them, nor do I want to watch any of them. Like, mm-hmm. and we just talk about. Sometimes the it does though, because RP and Andre talked about a. Uh, Little yeah, Women that reviews. one week, and I fucking watched it. <laughs> well, that was, oh, an, I, that was an Oscar award-winning movie. Oh yeah, that one really got. Well, this is kind of this is kind of like how did how did this get made? Where those they watch a bad movie and they talk they talk about. Yeah. It. That's what I'm saying. They do one, I and mean, we have to figure out just a different way to do it so it's not like too much. Yeah, maybe one, but like I got I got a kid at home, so I'm home every weekend now, so I can <laughs> record um, everything. Maybe I we, say yeah, Disney. Ch- I say Disney Channel movie. All right, uh, we'll convene. I'd, I'd be down for that. Um, for a Disney Channel movie. Or we all do one, and we don't lie and say we're doing two, and then everybody does three anyway. We could do that, too. Uh, well, in, around in the group chat, was, I did two. I might do a third. And then I was like, fuck it. Mine, did, mine doesn't count as three. It was two. But Fuzzbucket is. Yeah, Fuzzbucket was. Fuzzbucket's Fuzzbucket. So that shouldn't I, even have been brought up. One of the movies, if you're going to watch something that you're not, you listeners out there, if you really want to like participate in this, just watch Fuzzbucket. It's forty minutes. It's forty fucking, minutes. It, it looks it's shorter weird. than this podcast. Um, but they're yeah. all shorter than this podcast. Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> you, can we call like the listeners party people now? Like, is that yeah. party boys? I or never liked. Boys? I never liked recordiacs anyway. So can we call them like the previously party boys oh, or something Mike like that? Party boys. The party party boys. boys. And just play the clip whenever that's your new opening. Hey, party boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so anything else to add before we wrap this up? Nope. By the time no. this goes up, all the DC stuff will yeah. be out. Well, I'm saying we're probably going to be doing this again in a couple months when we sit down to discuss the shitty film that is the Snyder Cut. So mm. um, Can't wait. Can't wait. Great. I watched that. Uh, if you're looking for just nonsense to watch, I watched Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. I it's enjoyed my, that. It is on my list. Was it good? 
I did like it. It's I mean it's teenage drama, but like it's well done. Umbrella like, Academy season two. Entertaining. Yeah, that was good. Doom Patrol season two was decent. I got Doom Patrol's like on my list. I yeah, I gotta to get it. back to I that. just started watching the Zach Efron show on Netflix. Mm. And that I only watched the first episode and it was very interesting to me. I'm watching uh was Star Wars Rebels? Like I'm I know I'm late to the game, but I actually like that show a lot. Yeah, I heard that's very good. I haven't yeah. watched any like the Star Wars. I, I just Clone Wars I don't know why. Kind of, kind of, yeah, Clone I didn't watch all of Clone Wars, but I was like, Rebels is three seasons. I can just put Jake, it on. What, on. what helps with Clone Wars is only like eight episodes a season. Oh, really? I thought they mm-hmm. were longer than that. But. Only eight 20 minute episodes. All right, all right, party people. All right, party people. All, right. all, right, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Remember to uh, rate, like, and subscribe on all social media platforms and podcast platforms and leave us a comment review. We really appreciate it. It helps us in some way. Um, but yeah, thanks, Marvel, again. Thank you for joining us. Like I said, every month, you're the third chair when our other, our other plus one is away. You're part of the team. Yeah, We're just going to start calling us the four, the four unqualified morons. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. And if you have a recommendation for a bad Disney film that's on Disney+, Plus, let us know. And there's chances are we probably would have already seen it. Um, but let us know. See you later, party boys. See you later, party boys. All right. Bye, guys. How are you doing, party
jokes on you